And welcome to episode 122 with Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and I can eat sugar with both hands. I am ambidextrous. I am also joined by Wib. Say hello. You just couldn't wait to like work that joke organically into the podcast. <laughs> no, I just just as I was like taking a breath to start the intro, it popped into my brain, and I was like, oh that joke i'll have to say it oh. and then i was like yeah sod timing <laughs> yeah i got that i got that uh, i'm also joined by drama Matt. say hello hello how are you sweet little sausages doing today i mean i'm fine i guess <laughs> this is sure matt how are you doing yeah i'm i'm, I'm all right i have afi's miss murder on my head so i don't know whether that means i'm good or not but like aside from that Ow. i've got my egg everything is good that bass intro is pretty legit, though. Yeah, that's, right? That's, that, that, that's pretty good. It I haven't slaps. listened to that song for years. I don't know why it's in my head. Anyway, Moms, how are you? I'm fine. Thank oh. you very much for asking. Yeah. And I just I just remembered that the, one of the worst experiences I had at college was standing outside my art block having a cigarette with a friend back when I smoked. And just like, it's like 30 yards over, it was the music block. Who all they they either all thought they were going to be the Beatles or the Sex Pistols, apart from like one or two people in it, which were really cool. And this guy, who thought he was fucking Johnny Rotten, was singing Miss Murder over and over again, but he couldn't sing. Oh, so it's like you know, left them all behind. Yeah, he was like behind, <laughs> and it was just like. Oh, and it got to the point where half of my fucking class was out on the balcony singing in tune at him because <laughs> the windows were open and he could hear us. It was so annoying. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Sure. I thought I'd have a mini art college rant. Yeah. Mm. We're getting... We're, I, I think we're getting better at opening these podcasts. I th- Honestly, I think with the names and openings and staying on track, we're only getting better. We're like a fine cheese. I mean, the rot has set in, it's true. I mean, no, no, I'd say that we've got... As a podcast, and I'd Matt say... And Matt is remarkably blue-veined. I, I was mm. going to say, I feel as, as like an audio medium, we are very veiny. Yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. Our, our veins tickle your your... What is not? It's not no, sound it's, it's receptors. Wherever you want them to tickle, really. Well, really, yeah. Depends where you put the speakers. Yeah, and we're not going to judge unless you put the speakers like in like in like a canal or something, and then it's just like, <laughs> well, now you're just annoying the ducks. <laughs> Shall I start talking about uh, what I've been doing? Um, oh yeah, I guess. Where? What have you been? Oh, whatever. Yeah, okay. you've been doing something. I have been doing stuff and things. Stuff and oh, well, things. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck is this podcast anymore? Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Since, like, episode three, <laughs> it's been like this. Well, thank you sure. for not blaming me, because I wasn't there in episode three, so it's not my fault. No, it's no. De- it, 
I think it's definitely over the last, like, 20-odd episodes, like... We've just fucking lost the plot. We, we've, like, lost any... Like, no, like if, like, episode 50-odd, we would have gone back and just done it and done the intro again. <laughs> Are you saying now we're just like, nah, fuck it, we've tenured. <laughs> yeah, this now is our lives now, we don't give a shit. <laughs> we, we've just kind of accepted that this is just what it is now. I feel like it's kind of like, you know... We're, like, we're feeding the audience dog food, and we say, oh, you know, the usual, and we don't laugh, and they don't laugh, but that's showbiz. And that's just how it is now. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. This this podcast is the audio equivalent of dog food. With veins. It's veiny dog food. Yeah. I, I regret... I'd make a note. So many things. I'd make a note of that for a title for this episode, but I absolutely don't want to think about that phrase again. So uh, I'm going to talk about what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks. Is it fucking dog food and pulling the veins out? Fuck no. Um, <laughs> so I'll speak because uh, I realised that for uh, a podcast that was initially supposed to be about video games hmm. uh, several years ago, uh, yeah. we don't actually talk about video games as much as we used to. So I, I went out of my way to actually play a video game. Nice. Uh, what? Uh, a videoed game? A videoed game. Um, but because I am also a contrarian piece of shit, uh, I also decided to play a uh, like narrative-driven walking simulator kind of game. Mm. Uh, so I played through the whole of The Beginner's Guide, which is just like an that hour was, and a half that or so was, long. Uh, people quite liked that. Uh, like eight years ago or fucking how long it was yeah I don't remember when it came out Uh, I've managed to avoid absolutely everything talking about it uh, because I I wanted to give it a a shot because it's from the same guy that did um, Stanley Stanley Parable Parable, which was a good game So, so here you are to not give any of the listeners chance to do the same yeah. yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> that. Well, uh, I'm, given the nature of it, I'm actually not going to say anything um, too deep about it. So, yeah. <laughs> I love how you're like, I ain't telling you nothing. <laughs> um, Jimmy tight lips over here. But yeah, it, it's quite fun. Um, the basic conceit of the game is that um, the the guy from the Stanley Parable, he is narrating as himself, is taking you through the work of a developer named Coda that he knew who didn't send his games out, like, he didn't publicly post them, but he would send them to the narrator, and he and he's, like, compiled them together to show them off. And um, it, it's kind of... The, the thing sort of is a, is a bit of a... It's in, intentionally... They've never actually said what the meaning of the game is. Like, it's up for interpretation. But I don't like up for interpretation, because then I don't feel smart very much. <laughs> um, with To give minor, minor spoilers Here we go. Um, to it, um, my personal interpretation is it, it, of it being... Um, it, it's, a, it's a way of addressing that... You can know what a text contains by experiencing it, but that doesn't mean that you know the author. Um, also, and... kind of like a, um, like, like a statement on, say, like the nature of parasocial relationships via like art. A little bit, a little bit. Um, it, does, it does definitely contain elements of that. Um, okay, okay. And just how well, there that's is an a, interesting concept. Yeah, that there is a disconnect between how you how you can interpret art and how that relates to the person who made it and what headspace they were in mm. uh that we can we can only guess and at the moment we start to say 
you know, the person that made this was definitely thinking this. Um, you mean every it... fucking English class I've ever goddamn attended? <laughs> oh, they oh, all yeah. use this word because this. And I remember fucking. I read Of Mice and Men by John Steinbeck, who was unreasonably attractive. Let me tell you. I've showed you a picture of John Steinbeck. I vaguely remember. Like, seriously, take a moment to Google him. What a fucking daddy. Oh, my God. Anyway, his writing was also pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) See, this is why I never became an English teacher. It's like, so Shakespeare wasn't very bangable, but his brain was. Yeah. Shakespeare, well known for his fuckable brain. (laughs) I'm going to fuck Shakespeare's brain. Mm. To be fair, if I had like a like five minute conversation with him, he'd probably like, he probably would write something like Ready Player One. So, you know, I, I, I ruin people is, is what, what I'm saying. saying. Okay. Well, um, anyway, the, the, the Beginner's Guide is an interesting, uh, is an interesting game. Um, given its age, I will say one thing, um, which is that I, I found out that, um, so because the game is, the narrator is the developer, like, and he's playing himself, um, it led some people to wonder if the events of the game are real or are, are based on a real thing. And because the um, creator has not really said anything about it. Almost like it's up to interpretation. Yeah. Uh, and because he didn't want to say anything about it, it led a lot of people to wonder if it was real. And if it was real, then he was committing, like, fucking copyright infringement by uploading other people's games and then profiting off them. Um, because the people... And I, I don't understand why, because I've played it, and it's... Guys, it's really fucking obvious that it's not real. It's super fucking obvious. Um, I I actually worry how, mo- how many people thought it was real. It's, it's like a War of the Worlds well, situation. Maybe, maybe we're not all, like... Certified brain geniuses like you are, or, or Dana Scully, or Dana Scully, um, certified brain genius. <laughs> like may it, maybe it's just a different time because I'm playing it much later on. Um, but yeah, I was just playing it and going like, like at the start, you do kind of worry, you do kind of wonder because it's presented in that way. But as it goes on, like there, there is a thing of like, well, this is obviously, you know, it's obviously not like. I don't want to go into spoilers of why, but it's like, but it's obvious, guys. <laughs> so then I learned to fly. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's still an interesting game, and I would recommend people give it a shot if they somehow haven't in the intervening time. Anyway, that's me talking about video games done uh, forever, probably. Uh, because I'm <laughs> going to talk about uh, non-interactive media that I have consumed. I mean, you can interact with any media if you're brave enough. I mean, you could press, um, like play and that's technically yeah, interaction there you go it requires your interaction so yeah. checkmate yeah. atheist and you can strategically pause it to give people funny lo- looking faces that is true that, that, that is, is true. fun that's i fun. do that a lot when editing videos honestly <laughs> my brother and i uh we grew up fucking poor so we got we would steal my mother's like uh whiteboard marker and draw like a dick or like a pair of glasses or a mustache on the tv <laughs> and then just cheer the fucking house down whenever like it would line up. Excellent. Very, <laughs> very bored children. <laughs> um, so uh, a bunch of um, old Star Wars stuff has been added to Disney Plus under mm. uh, Star Wars Vintage. Um, now, ah, fine year. Now, weirdly, they've added um, they've added some <laughs> stuff that it makes me legit happy, um, like uh, the Ewoks movies, because. 
No joke, when when starting the podcast, Men With Funny Heads, a hit sci-fi podcast that I do with Longbang. It's available on where you get all your podcasts, like Spotify. Available anywhere you can find this podcast. Um, <laughs> I mean... Yeah. yeah, literally. Um, uh, uh, the, you know, uh, one of the things that I wanted to do right from the office is do the Ewoks movies because they're just such a weird little anomaly. Is that the one with Lumpy? No, you're thinking, uh, yeah, Lumpawaru is in the holiday special. Oh, the Lumpy. holiday special has not been added, Cowards. but the animated <laughs> segment from it has. Oh, is that the one you showed me where it was just, it was a fucking fever dream. It's like, okay, who did... All it's, of the cast members piss off. It's incredibly late 70s animation. It's so ugly. It's, uh, it's the, amazing. The version of Harrison Ford brings me such joy. <laughs> He's amazing. You should get him tattooed on, like, your bicep. <laughs> like, in, like, the kind of... Like, you know how, like, dude bros in, like, the uh, early 2000s all had the black kind of, like, uh, like cat, like, panther? Yeah. So when you kind of, like, you flex, it looks like he's jumping. <laughs> I would do that. I'm not going to do that. You probably should. Um, so I, I did watch the animated segment from the Christmas special, as, as you gathered. That's that's a fun little thing. It's where Boba Fett was first uh, first appeared, so that's fun. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> annoyingly, they haven't added the droids cartoon. They've added the Ewoks cartoon, but they haven't added droids. Really? Yeah, which is very peculiar. Hmm. Especially considering that that's kind of like... I think is more well-regarded. Like, hell, there's, there's um, a couple of episodes of The Clone Wars that are like an homage to it, almost. Um, speaking of cl- uh, the Clone Wars, they also added Clone Wars because um, oh, yeah, Star that's Wars. a different thing, right? Yeah, the, there this is two D. Hot. It looks horrifying. Yeah, there's um, the Clone Wars, which is the three D animated series that most people are familiar with, and then there is Clone Wars, which is the two D animated series that was done by uh, the guy who can never remember the name of, but he did like Samurai Jack and um, Dexter's Lab and things. Okay. He did a bunch of Cartoon Network cartoons. Um, why, why are you sniggering? <laughs> because I was like, first of all, the only, apparently the only cartoon maker I know is Hanna-Barbera. And then after that, I was like, it could have been Scooby-Doo. And I'm like, no, that's a cartoon <laughs> character, not an animator. So that's why I was trying not to laugh. And thank you for pointing it out to the good people. Yeah. So now um... everyone can be truly awed at how fucking stupid I am. <laughs> It's it's okay, dear. You have a unique way of viewing the world. That's a very polite way of saying that I'm a I'm I'm dumb as a bag of fucking that, spurs. That is that is not what I mean, but that is how how some people may interpret it. Um, <laughs> wow, everything is up to interpretation, apart from my fucking intelligence, which is just rocks. No, it's just there's uh, there's just sometimes when your mind goes off on like paths of logic that I I okay I okay I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I take umbrage with that. These are not logical paths. <laughs> it's just I personally do not understand them, but I am happy to go along for the ride wherever they may go. Is this like how I act? Like like I basically forget words and then try and describe them like a non-native English speaker because I can't remember. The yeah, word. like when you say things like f- like food bedroom or whatever it was. I I don't think I've ever said food bedroom. <laughs> It does sound I, like something you would have said. Okay, yeah, but I'm. <laughs> you pretty... have said you have said like kitchen that we sleep in before. <laughs> We've only got like a few rooms in our flat. It makes sense with the process of elimination. In my defence, 
Anyway, <laughs> Clone Wars. It's 2D animated. Um, the style of the 3D Clone Wars show is loosely based on it, so that's why like it's so it's weirdly stylized in places. Is it Fucking is the th- the newer 3D one like a retelling of what happens in the 2D one, or is it different stories? Now that's a question because <laughs> um, they're both called they're, Clone Wars or something. So presumably they're both based around the same time. They're both based around the same time period. Um, X they. Officially, Clone Wars has been decanonized, but lots of the events within it did happen. Um, people will argue all day long about whether the 2D animated Clone Wars is still canon in some way. Um, and you are, everyone is welcome to do that. Um, and I don't care. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I'm, I'm, happy, I'm happy for I it mean, just to, to be, be its fair, own thing. If you want to have an argument about it, Star Wars fans are notoriously good natured. They never overreact. They never to overreact to anything. Never. Famous I mean, for it. To be fair, that's just any big fucking. Any big, yeah, yeah, all big yeah, fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. Yeah. I am just poking fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I watched through uh, because the the and these these things were released originally as like, if I remember rightly, like ten minute episodes. Like they were just quick little episodes. So it's like old school forces of destiny almost. Uh, possibly, I don't really know much about the that. The Forces of Destiny the... was like the like the girl power version. Yeah, it was the time for the dolls, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where they all had like ten minute like little flash cartoons. Kind of. Where they just had like little adventures. Uh, kind of. These they're, they're very action based. Uh, there's not much dialogue in them, um, and it's they're they're an interesting little artifact because whilst um, a lot of stuff in them is sort of um, doesn't really make sense if you treat them as canon, like the. Interpretation of General Grievous is as a much more powerful, less cowardly, shit-eating fuck. But the fact uh, that, like, I mean, I, I love the characterization of Grievous as just being like a, ah, I'll get you, and then scampering the fuck away yeah, with no, his tail no. between his legs. Um, the version that they did in the Clone Wars 3D show, I vastly prefer He's because great. it makes sense with what what he was in the movie. Mm. Uh, because the version of him from Clone Wars is just a combat powerhouse yeah. who then was kind of shit in the movie. Yeah. So it didn't really make much sense. But... Um, they're an interesting thing to watch because I haven't seen them for many, many years, and there's like a, a there's a much more kind of stylistic verve to them, uh, which is is a lot of fun. Um, it is ninety percent just straight like combat, uh, and there's a few moments of like kind of fun stylization, um, like. Um, Asajj Ventress and Anakin facing off against each other and it starts to rain and then the rain is like steaming off the lightsabers. That's really cool. And things like that. Uh, Likewise, um, when uh, Kit Fisto is swimming underwater with his lightsaber out, it's all all the water's boiling and boiling. Sorry, hang on. Kit Fisto. Yeah, he's like like a uh, an underwater Cthulhu Jedu. Okay. Yeah, he's got. He's he, very cool. He's got like tentacle dreads. Yes. Uh, he, he's very right. He's a tentacle yeah, he, he, who fist fisto. Kit fisto. Okay, right. No tentacles and fisting. Just good. I, don't mind me. I'm just distracted. <laughs> Carry on. Tentacles and fist. Yeah. Well, no. He is a real Jedi, and I, I will not Who's have name his fisto? name taken in. 
Fist O, yeah. Okay, right. No, no one else yeah, to see. So... No. Okay, fine. Carry on. No, I don't see a problem with that at all. Look, I, I was, uh, I, I laughed at the name <laughs> Kit Fisto like twenty years ago. At this point, okay, right. it's, it's kind just, of like it's just like, a Star Wars name the, to me the now. Yeah, kind of okay. Thing of like, oh yeah, like, like, oh look at. Okay, I'm gonna move my knob across the table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay. Which okay, still, yeah. still elicits a giggle, but you know, you you become kind of like a little bit immune to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, there's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird show. Like there's a a lot of stuff done without dialogue and frankly, the bits done without dialogue are generally better than the bits with dialogue because the dialogue's not great. Although there are... But Master Kenobi, I want to be the next Hokag. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Yeah, the uh, the Anakin Anakin's voice actor is a, is a bit more of a whiny interpretation. So it fits the movies better. Kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, um, there are some, there are some marvelous, like, um, just comedic timing of lines. It has to be said, but the dialogue is, is, is not the strong suit, but the action is it's, it's, if you've never watched it, they've compiled them into like two hour long episodes. Also kind of, yeah. Okay. That's because cool. it was released in like these little 10 minute chunks and they just compiled them all together to make the two seasons of it be two episodes. Um, which you can tell because there are some points when the music kind of bleeds together in the way that a video editor who's left with raw files, oh, well, yeah. well the, the rather he's left with the final cuts of them and not the raw files and so can't neatly blend them together, just has to do what he can. God, like, that sounds like a... Fu- oh, yeah. poor bugger got a real yeah. deal. It's, it's not too bad. There's only a couple of times it's really apparent, but yeah. Uh, but it's interesting. Um, also, on the Disney Plus thing, I've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um just for something to do i i I, i've never been a huge fan of either of those characters um not because i dislike them just i find it difficult to care about them Mm -hmm. also sebastian stan uh is playing luke skywalker in uh season three of the mandalorian is he yeah because like people were asking him because he looks very facially similar to um a young mark hamill and he was like no i'm not going to do that because that's not my character if mark hamill gives me the okay then i'll do it and now he's doing it so i can only assume that mark hamill's been like ah you're okay kid (laughs) because that's how he talks okay yeah uh okay i didn't realize that was the thing that happened okay that's cool i mean Um, now i'm seriously doubting myself maybe i just Imagine Imagined that. Citation needed. Citation um, needed. Also, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to be in the third season of The Mandalorian as Din Djarin's wife. So, you know, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he is my very real life husband. And, you know, he, he gets to wear his Mandalorian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, so I started watching it just, just on, a, on a whim. I was like, eh, this is Marvel. It's probably going to be fine. Um, and it's it's fine um i i i can't speak for someone who's a big fan of these characters and and how they're interpreted um because i'm not that and i don't think i know anyone who is a super big fan of them oh the people um, people get like foam at the mouth with oh, love for oh, bucky yeah, yeah. barnes because uh, like... oh don't worry I, I know people are big fans of them i'm saying i personally don't know anyone is yeah. what i'm saying um so i i don't have that perspective on it but it's it's fine but i I am a little concerned about it um, because of the f- I think three episodes are out so far, and um, without wanting to give too much away, um, the antagonists of it are a group of people called the Flag Smashers, and not it's like it's not as cool as the Planet Smashers. 
But, I mean, does the, the flag do the flag smashers even have a fucking horn section? They do not. Well, then they. they not. I mean that. Okay, strike one against them. Let's be honest. Do you remember when we went to the Scar Is Dead tour and oh. uh, we saw the Planet Smashers and everyone had to sit on the floor uh, and like would do like waves on the floor. Yeah, it was like kindergarten. It was awesome. It was great. And like, I was really happy because I got to sit down. Yeah. <laughs> Why were you all sat down? Because we had to like we had to simulate the ocean with our arms. Yeah. Ah, we were okay. doing like little waves because they were doing a song about surfing or some shit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was... uh, mustard plug and bomb music industry were also playing. Yeah. Jeff spray painted a tank top for me. Yeah. It was really cool. Because um, it's like if you if you took a t-shirt, he'd just like spray paint a stencil on it. Yeah, this is back when... For free because um, they is... didn't have like t-shirts. This is back when <laughs> bomb the music industry was mostly Jeff and an iPod. Yeah. And the basis from Mustard Plug at that point. That was, that was fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, the Flag Smashers um, want, want to have no borders and to f- help feed and give medical help to refugees caused by the, um, the, what's it called? The blip, they refer to it. You know, when in... Um, the, the snap. When, when, yeah, when everyone, when half of the populace disappeared for several years in the oh, Marvel yeah. canon. Um, so they are straight um, up. They're the good guys. Justified yeah. in everything that they're taught that they want. Um, yeah, that like that's like reasonable. Like, hey, yeah, let's work mm. together to you know put put like you know patches on the like the gaping holes yeah. in our collective hearts and communities. That's awesome. Um, but what makes it weird is like so there is this whole thing of like um, in in uh, Marvel movies do this a lot and just to, it's not a Marvel thing. It happens in a lot of like mainstream media where they like they they do this whole kind of um, recuperation thing of radical messaging of um, oh these people want this radical idea but and but they're going about it they're going about this reasonable thing in an unreasonable way so we then take them and then they become part of the system and then the radical parts of their position then become the then become a less radical version and the underlying causes of the problem don't actually get changed but superficial things do um it happens a lot in movies it's really weird uh, well it's not weird it's this is, this is a um, very tricky conversation that we should have a prepared statement for. <laughs> oh, so. no, it's, 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 it's a well-known phenomenon. Um, and this is like, a, a normally they'll at least have a thing where the heroes at least acknowledge that their position is a sympathetic one. But in this, they don't. No one acknowledges that these people have a perfectly reasonable um, position. And... <laughs> Just imagine, like, Bucky Barnes running down the fucking street... And someone screaming with their like the back of their hand to their head and pointing, "Hurry, hurry! He's trying to feed the needy!" And then him just fucking yeah. gunning someone down. Well, the thing is, they, uh, they he's trying to clothe the homeless. Please stop him. None of the people trying to stop them actually seem to care at all about the about either their position or the crimes that they are committing in order to do their position because of course they have to um even though they have humanized these people and given them like a sympathetic goal uh they have to of course make them do unsympathetic things because otherwise they wouldn't be villains Mm. Uh, (laughs) uh, it almost like the writers went oh shit we've just made these the good guys quick make them do a bad thing at the end of episode three i Um, I like the idea of like you know someone's like volunteering at a soup kitchen it's like thank you captain murder 
we really appreciate you helping out the homeless shelter. And he's like, that's okay, you know. This community's done a lot for me and I'm going to give back. Mm. Oh, five minutes left and just, just fucking knifes the person who fucking works there. <laughs> and then just leaves. That is not what happens, but or, metaphorically. Or farts and leaves the room. Yeah, mm. Metaphorically. <laughs> metaphorically, it's a fart and then they leave the room. After helping out. Just a a stab fart. So he f- stabs him and he farts. Yeah. It's, in, in the stab wound. That's, that's metaphorically <laughs> what the Winter Soldier medically, and Falcon I, or whatever it's called I is. cannot medically recommend that you fart in a stab wound. Do not know. Um, I'm, I'm no. I'm not making a note that that could be a title. <laughs> um, but, well, I but thought that was very funny and and charming. Just yeah, but like we want me. people to click on the podcast. Okay, we've already had the worst Do we? title. <laughs> uh, this is a cry for help. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. So they do this whole thing, and and like it's just weird because they don't care about what they're about. The, the hero, the quote unquote heroes, just care about. Making sure they don't have the, the thing that they don't want them to have. And that's it. It's... It, it, it's fucking weird. <laughs> um, like, they just don't seem to want to interact with... Like, they've put in this messaging and then they don't want to interact with it. Um, I hope, as they go on that they actually address that fact of like, you know, you didn't you didn't care about what we believed in. You only cared about getting the thing that we have that makes us a threat. Like, they could do that, and that might actually like make that kind of balance out a little bit. But as it's standing, I am watching this and going like this this could lead to a place where it's just you've just made arbitrarily made the good guys the bad guys. Um mm. and it's really weird and you don't seem interested in this fact. And what episode is this? Three. And I think I don't like remember eight. Star Wars being that like that. It's <laughs> not pre-podcast. No. Yeah. Before before the podcast started, <laughs> I was talking about this, and I used the term episode one when talking about it. And you made the joke about I don't remember Star Wars being like that, and then said you were going to work it into the podcast. <laughs> no, and, and then naturally told and me organically. Up. Yes. And realising that you were completely incapable of doing that, you then did whatever that was. <laughs> I thought that was very clever. That was not, no. Uh, yes. no. I think I think it's up for interpretation. It is that... No. Yeah. That was terrible. That was amazing. <laughs> that was awful. It was pretty bad. Really? Be honestly, <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. If, you know what? I would, I would honestly give it to you if, you, if you'd have, like... Like subtly worked it in, like it, I knew. I, even though I knew it was coming, if I would, if you'd have done it subtly, like I would have given it to you. I wouldn't I mean, have even. I, I would have even mentioned that it was pre-planned. I mean, but that was so bad. I mean, you wouldn't have. You fucking wouldn't have, because you never let me have that. Because you can't help but point out when I'm being super fun and really funny and amazing, and then trying to drag me down. You th- you want me to? I'm this. You want me to be this stifled candle in the wind? I'm busting out, Daddy. I don't need this negativity in my life. I'm a strong, confident, indiv- independent, whatever the fuck. Come on, you can admit that wasn't the that wasn't your best. And that wasn't my best, but it was still pretty decent. Uh, yeah. 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 Anyway, moving well, on. Was to it a... better or worse than the ambidextros? <laughs> That's actually a good, tough question. Which one was worse? Um... <laughs> right in. Uh, I'm not going to pay attention. Because let let us know in the comments. Amazing. Let us know in the comments which one of those awkwardly shoehorned in jokes was the most organic. <laughs> Um, 
The last thing I want to talk about, uh, because apparently uh, mentioning this means the podcast gets more views, is Robot Wars. Um, It's Robot... Can I do it again? Okay, okay, go on. Go (laughs) on to the other side of the room. Okay. Okay. Go on. Okay, 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 okay. Are you ready? Ready. Are you ready? Yep. It's Robot Wars! Okay, I'm done. That That never gets any less fun. I am very, very okay with that. Good, good, good. Okay, so... um, I mentioned I've been watching through the old series. Um, I've done that, and I've watched the new UK series um, as well, because I only saw like the first season of it uh, before they changed the rules around what you could watch on BBC iPlayer without a TV license. And so I was like, ah, uh, I, I, can't be, I can't be bothered to fuck around with this. Uh, so I never got around to watching them. But I have, got, I have, got, I have like watched everything now. Um, and yeah, um, the new series is very interesting because the... New show, at the same time, wants to have the pedigree of the old show, but also absolutely refuses to acknowledge it at times. It's very peculiar. So they'll, like, talk about, um, like, some of the old teams came back um, and usually got absolutely destroyed. Um, What was about that guy who looked, like, 14 until, like, the new series when he was just, like, 60? Oh, you're thinking of George Francis, the guy who um, built and ran Chaos 2, who then became a technical assist, like advisor on the show. But he didn't come back for the new show, as far as I'm aware. Oh, okay. okay. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the, the old teams have come back, and, and sometimes they bring old robots and they get utterly destroyed. Um, <laughs> and sometimes they bring uh, new robots, like um, uh, the team who have kilohertz. Um, came back, uh, you know, they, um, was it terahertz? I always get confused which one's the new one and which one's the old one. It doesn't matter. Uh, but when they came back, they had, they'd, they'd been doing the tournaments, like, cause the robot wars as like a tournament still was happening in between the TV shows being made. There was still a robot fighting like scene in the UK. Um, and, um, and yeah, this, they carried on and had done really well. Um, Behemoth seems to, is, I think they'd done that as well because their one was radically improved when they came back. Um, and so sometimes those ones that were improved and did pretty well, but it was mostly kind of new blood. Um, but whenever it was like old stuff, they'd like only kind of vaguely reference it, and they'd never show clips of old stuff. Probably a hmm. licensing thing. It's it's made by the same production team, and it was on the BBC, which still owned it. I... Well, maybe the BBC set fire to the archives. You see, that that could have been true, but I I know for a fact the BBC's pretty good on archiving these days because they don't want Doctor Who to happen again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, for a long time they didn't want it to happen at all, so that well, makes yeah, sense. but they but they don't want the the when they used to um, store store their classic TV Underneath, series like by the kettle. I was going to say by <laughs> setting them on fire, but <laughs> keep keep yeah. keep the episodes nice and warm. Yeah, um, so that they're pretty good and. On the on like the UK versus the rest of the world thing that they did, which was like a, a, on the end of season three, they did use footage of the old show what? because the um, the one of Team Nemesis came back, and so they showed footage of the of their old of the old Theatre robot from the old show, and it's like what? Please, it was just really weird because it, it feels like they both wanted the new show to be its entirely new separate thing. But there were too many elements. But there's too many. Back. Yeah, there was too many elements. So they sort of like would lightly insinuate things or lightly talk about them. But then sometimes a person would come back who was like, like, like was in a team in like season one of the old show, 
And then they just wouldn't acknowledge that. Or, like, there was one where they, like, credited a team for being, like, the inventor of the flipper who absolutely didn't invent it. Wow. Um, which is just weird. It, it's, it's, but it is a really fun, the, the new one is great. Um, and it's um, really interesting how the whole meta of it um, became spinners and flippers and everyone spent every bit between the fights repairing the damage to their robots done by spinners. <laughs> um, so everything was like a marathon of not getting torn to pieces. Uh, and this is including the spinners who would frequently damage themselves horrifically because the kinds of forces uh, involved in it. Um, including that one that literally just exploded. I think it was, what was it called? Apex, I think? Um, that oh. was that was spinning, lightly tapped a robot built by oh. children and then exploded. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, that, that's that's fantastic. <laughs> literally sent its like giant bar smashing through. Maybe there's the, really um, good, thing. really good guys, and they've just built like an explode button into the remote. And then they, they knew they were going up against kids, and they're like, you know what? We'll give them this one, and we'll make them feel like super cool. That would be that. Oh, see, yeah, maybe f- they were just good guys. You see, you see, the show um, is uh, they do with the new one. They try and be a bit more TV about stuff and try and amp up the. Mm, the okay. drama okay. of right. things a little bit with yeah. the behind the scenes stuff. So <laughs> I just I'm... have them screaming into these kids' faces. <laughs> well, I'm, I saw I'm... you're going nowhere. <laughs> so you're trash. I, I say that to point out that um, when I say this about um, the main person behind the robot, I'm not saying he as a person is like this. I am saying that the way the show is edited makes him out to be like that, and I don't know him as a person. Okay. But he comes across like a right prick and he absolutely wouldn't do that. Okay. He's the he he is if I was to pick one person in that entire show who would not do that, it's him. It's robot wars. Um I get a real bad vibe from that guy from okay. the way he the, the way, way he is edited been... at least. Yeah. Um, I like I say I don't want to say anything about the guy in reality because they there's too many reality show aspects to how the behind the scenes the mm. behind the pit stuff is shot yeah. Yeah. the can you know a lot can be taken out of context yeah. it's very easy to uh create mm. an editorial narrative yeah like um uh, reality tv literally just that's what it coasts on Co- codex compliant is a series that basically is us finally edited to look like we know what we're talking about fucking right yeah yeah um anyone can look amazing or awful if you edit them right yeah exactly um but fuck that guy in particular <laughs> But yeah, uh, the, the three new seasons of, uh, well, I say new, but the ones that came out a few years ago, of the is reboot that... of Robot Wars, great, uh, genuinely a lot of fun to watch. Are those um, the ones with tall, funny, handsome man with great teeth, Dara O'Brien? Yes. Okay. Okay. I... <coughs> Just talking about him chokes you up. He's... Honestly, like, someone might think that I'm being sarcastic about his teeth, but I genuinely love looking at them. They're so enthralling. And I like how That's he says... That's a quote that is now on the internet and, then he, and people the way, can do what they will with. The way he says, ah, er. Well, he's it's, very Irish. I so. know, it's so cool. I think his, his, his dad only speaks um, yeah, uh, Irish Gaelic. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is why he's like, Dara Brian himself is a fluent speaker. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's also tall, handsome and funny and has <laughs> great teeth. And I like the part in every episode where he goes, well, we haven't seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I, I just want to lead on to a, 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 the last little thing I want to talk about, which is connected to that, uh, which is after watching that, like I've still got a few spin-offs of, of old Robot Wars to watch. Like uh, I didn't watch Extreme Series 2 because Extreme Series 1 kind of, uh, I'm not the hugest fan of it. 
and I haven't watched like uh, Extreme Warriors, which is the American version of Robot Wars, hosted by Mick Foley. Um, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Um, I. I'll, I'll I'll explain a little bit about that in the in, in a moment. I... Um, but I ha I did decide. <laughs> you know what? I've never watched. I've never watched BattleBots, which <laughs> is the American version of Robot Wars, which is. Not to be confused with Robot Wars Extreme Warriors, which was a short, like, mini-series, which was literally filmed in the British studio with the British house robots. But with American but with, Amer- but with an American hosts and American robots. Ah. And teams. Okay. Um, so it was made for America, but shot here. Um, whereas BattleBots was made in America, and it was shown on Comedy Central, and... Oh. Um, you showed me some clips. Yeah, um, Battle... I, I tried to watch it, because obviously I'd heard about it, and there's a new version of it, which unfortunately is kind of a pain in the ass to watch if you're outside of America, because the only places that host it, um, like, legally, are places that only supply to America. I hate, like, I hate that kind of licensing. It's like, yeah. God. Basically, if you, you either have to VPN it or torrent it, and I... After having watched the original series, I don't care enough to do so. <laughs> um, now, so I'm not saying anything about the new show. I've watched some fights from it. They're very cool. Um, robots look look very interesting. They have flamethrowers and sometimes flying drones. It's fucking wild. <laughs> flamethrowers um, sounds like it would be intensely unuseful. Um, it depends. I saw one where it literally had a flamethrower on the front of like a big grabbing arm and it picked up a robot, held it in the air and then just filled it full of flame for like a solid minute. Oh, you mean like <laughs> literally like was like just marshmallows. Just fried the insides. Yeah. So oh. yeah, they made it Okay, work. that's the one time I've seen a flamethrower. Yeah, it's, it's not like Sergeant Bash where all he did was set the flammable bits on fire yeah. and didn't really do much to most things. Oh, what about like Cassius though? What about Cassius? The, it's the boxing robot with the dumb face. Oh, oh it's, it's, there's Cassius, which is a, a robot made by Rex Garrard. And there's Cassius Chrome, who is a there terrible house go. robot yeah. made in the last season of English Robot Wars uh, when it was on Channel 5. And it and Cassius Chrome is shit and I hate it. I know. Um, so I brought it up so you yeah. get mad. Um, but I, I watched a ton of the uh, of BattleBots, the original run, which was starting, I think, year 2000 and ran till like 2000 and or something it only ran for a couple of years but had something stupid like five seasons um now i didn't watch all of it because i watched the whole of the first season and was like i hope this gets better because so you know how in robot wars the format was it would be um each each episode was a heat and you'd have x amount of robots either six or eight depending on which series and it'd be whittled down to one, which would then go forward into a semi-final or a final, depending on how long it was, this particular season was. Um, and then they'd fight through and do the same thing. So each one has its own kind of self-contained sort of like, for want of a better term, narrative to it. It's you follow this one series of teams and one comes out the winner. And so that means that you can watch an episode when you watch um, a fight from Robot Wars, you get the most out of it by watching the full episode because you'll see the progression of teams going through and winning their victories. And it has a kind of through line to it that's kind of very satisfying to watch. Um, BattleBots is not that. Every every fight is just a random fucking fight. Okay. Um, so, like, the original series had three fights per episode because it was only, like, 20 minutes long. And they had, a light, like, a lightweight, a middleweight, a heavyweight, and a super heavyweight, like, 
um, like kind of championship running, and the fights would be random throughout it, uh, and so, and it didn't show you every fight that was actually occurring. Uh, so it's just kind of random fights, and it, you know what that sounds like. It sounds like you're like it wanted to simulate you trying to pirate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> let's miss except, massive chunks. Except, um, so you watch this and, and they'll be like, oh yeah, you've won the big prize. Um, Is and the prize an editor that knows what the fuck they're doing? I'll get to the prize in a second. Don't okay. worry. It's a thing. Um, so they get, you know, they get to the end and they do, and they, and, um, you know, some people win, but it's kind of hard to tell who's going to, who's, who's got through. And it's really hard to follow because like fight one will be in like episode two and then fight two will be in like episode six. So it's how they originally, like, basically played Firefly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's really hard to follow or care about any individual team. Now, individual fights, individual robots can be great and they can be really fun to watch. But the show as a whole is terrible. So, so it's like, okay, so that's that's kind of, like, bad and it makes it less satisfying to watch than the uh, version that I'm used to. Um, but what really puts the nail in the coffin is... Um, Everything that isn't the fights, oh. um, it's on. Co- it's on Comedy Central in the early two thousands. Mm. Every single person on it is making sexual innuendo that is not funny. Oh, single entendres. Single entendres. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, you showed me. It's like this. The, one of the one of the robots had like an arm that went up, and the guy was like, "Yeah, it looks a bit." Phallic, <laughs> Viagra, and it's like you're just saying words. Yeah. Speaking as someone who's built a fucking career on dick jokes, you are an amateur. Yeah, seller. they're not even good. They're dick not even jokes. good dick jokes. Uh, the big prize at the end, of the trophy, is the giant nut. So they're like, who's gonna who's gonna win the giant nut? And and that's actually carried forth into the new one because it's just a thing. Um, which the new ones aren't on Comedy Central, so I presume the inter, the in, in like inter bits aren't as terrible and unbearable. But it's weird; they've got like fifty-seven different fucking hosts. None of them are funny, and they have to. Ha- and every single season, they have to have. Um, they have a, a a woman who is there, um, and they are they are picked to be. Oh. They're the eye candy for it, and it's it's really like they're the fucking like card girls who walk out. Yeah, boxing basically, kind of and they they just sit there and and uh, again making dick jokes. Um, that is really just peak garbage. One of them is Carmen Electra, which is weird. Fucking shows up. Oh uh, my god! One of the seasons was like, sponsored like by bit... Final Fantasy X, which is very weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> Shitloads of sponsors as well. The robots have sponsors on them. <laughs> of course. Some they of them do. are sponsored by Magic the Gathering. What? It's so weird. <laughs> um, this sounds okay. If I did, if I hadn't seen parts of this myself, I'd say that you just thought this up during a fever dream. Yeah, it sounds. This like, is bananas. It sounds like if I wanted to be insulting and say, oh, basically to pick on all the the negative tropes of like early two thousands American TV, and was like, how could I make Robot Wars the shittiest possible and be insulting to American entertainment? Also, put like I don't know, like fucking someone from Jackass in there. It's also occasionally mildly xenophobic. Um, but then to be okay because f- you know whenever they have to talk about somewhere someone coming from another country um, I, yeah because you know uh, but honestly that's, humor is hard but that's kind of true of basically anywhere on tv at that point in time yeah no, uh, so that's not true. specific to it but yeah it, it's so bad um and it, the thing is i was like well, i was watching it and i i watched through like the whole of season one and then i like 
skipped through the other seasons. I'd like watch an episode or two of the next seasons to see if it ever got better. And it and it got mildly better because there was some things like at the there's little things I, I won't go into about the way it's shot that are just inferior to the UK series. Um, and that's not me doing like a nostalgia thing. Like no, they they had their cameras outside of the arena, so uh, it was constantly picking up glare from the reflective from the see through surface. Yeah, which the cameras were inside it in the UK one and were remote controlled, so they never had that. I problem. mean, you're getting robots like with like flamethrowers and whirling blades. You're probably going to lose some equipment, but that's completely within that's your, the, your yeah. like your like you know studio insurance. You're yeah. fine. Um, and so there's, yeah, there's things like that that make it worse. And it got better over time with that stuff. But the overall format was still kind of shit. And it means that it is literally better to watch the fights out of context on YouTube. Oh, because then you don't have to hear as much of the awful commenta- commentary. <laughs> and you don't get to see the unfunny bullshit between it. Uh, because there is no benefit to watching them in order whatsoever. Um, I was shocked by how bad the show was. Uh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I, people talked about it like for years about oh this is like the American version oh have you ever watched it like no I've never got into it and then it was like wow it, it just sucks. It, it just smacks of like a remake via committee it's, it's like yeah. oh the kids like Magic the Gathering and they don't like cameras in the blah, 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 blah. like you know people who don't even know what a robot is <laughs> yeah it it they they make it into much more of a sport like they tried to present it as much more I mean, of a it sport is. Robert Wars is a sport. yeah it is a sport but like um, the way it's presented is so they much have more... like fucking like halftime commercial <laughs> oh god I was joking <laughs> they they present it like they are sports commentators yeah. um, and obviously the original uh, Robot Wars had Jonathan Pierce, who is a football commentator <laughs> like oh is he? he he was he was the one who was doing the commentary commentary but I feel really bad because I thought that I thought the commentator was Craig Charles because like, they sound the same to me they 1000% sound nothing alike <laughs> they, they sound very similar to they me they do not sound even remotely similar <laughs> to me they do <laughs> it's like I like drama Matt do you remember when we went and did that punk festival, and you kept thinking Zoe was there, but it was just another <laughs> southern woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have that. It's like I was watching, I can't remember what I was watching, but there was some, like, guy from, like, Dan Saff of England, mm. and I was like, oh, that sounds like my friend. <laughs> and then I was like, does it? Yeah, to me it does, and that's what matters. <laughs> it was. It has been funny watching Robot Wars and having multiple teams. A weird amount of them come from Derby. Well, I say a weird amount, but Rolls Royce is here, so that's probably why. Yeah. Who do you think would win bet- in a robot war between Wally and the shit Wally from like that '80s movie Johnny Five? Specifically, Punk Johnny Five. Like who? Who do you think would win? You mean you mean Johnny Five from the Short Circuit movies? Yeah, that's the bitch. Yeah. Uh, well, Johnny Five was literally a military robot who was designed to murder things. Well, I don't. I haven't seen Wally. It's probably the same thing, right? I, I don't know. I've not. I, I have not actually ever seen Wally. I don't. Uh, care. But I don't think he is designed as a literal hunter killer bot. Whereas I mean... Johnny Five is. I mean, he he is a pacifist, so he probably wouldn't. But he can go into that mode. Um, so so he does have the capability. Also, can we all just agree? Like, you know, you know how he has, like, a uh, like a toolkit on his shoulder? Yeah. Um, that was originally, like, a literal missile launcher. I just... I, okay, fine. But, yeah, but can we, like... We're talking about old robots. Can we all just agree 
the the big murder bot from the Judge Dredd movie with Sylvester Stallone is a cute puppy and I love him. Oh, they're fucking great. So I, cool. I, I love that thing. <laughs> it's such a cool looking, like, puppet, I guess. Yeah, it was a big puppet. As far as oh, it was so fucking cool. It's very, very cool. Like, yeah. uh, special effect, that. Fucking mm-hmm. love it. Um, it's actually the best thing about that movie. I know it is. Apart from, you know, Sylvester Stallone's platform, like, new rocks, and his <laughs> awful, and I mean awful blue contact lenses. Oh, and Rob Schneider's in it too, which is not... Un- unfortunately, Rob Schneider is also... I like that movie in the... I-, I feel like I like that movie in the exact way that you're supposed to interact with it, is that it is a big, dumb it's movie. It's a stupid fucking movie. Um, and I think on that merit, and I would it's like to see. Fun. I would like to see a recut of that, where it's got spliced in, like, Demolition Man things, because the aesthetic's kind of similar, like, like clothing wise at least so you know a little a little so yeah it's just like you know judge dread trying to figure out how to use the three clamshells it's actually weird how he starred in two movies like set in the future and one of which is in this sort of like one one is in like an objective kind of like fucking horrifying dystopia and the other um, is demolition man and the other wait no that's the oh fuck yeah (laughs) and then demolition man's got this funny and demolition's got this kind of like oh the libs ruined everything kind of thing to it it's a very different take on like a fucked up future yeah um yeah, Demolition Man's a weird movie when you think about it for more than a second. I try not to. <laughs> don't don't think about Demolition Man. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm done talking about things. By the way, I'm sorry that took okay. so long. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of weird tangents in there, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah, you really need to learn how to like you know be a bit more yeah. concise, uh, like me. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Snipe. Uh, what I, have you been up to? I've actually been up to things. Yeah, despite my crippling. Mental health and busting up my shoulder and just being a dweeb. I've actually played a video game. Good lord. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's this new game. You'll, you'll might have heard of it. <laughs> Hatterful Boyfriend? Hatterful what now? Hatterful Boyfriend. It's a pigeon dating simulator. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, um, oh, oh shit, I'm just looking at our, our, our YouTube channel and that's like one of the first videos we ever made. Right. I'll do, doing Can't the believe I forgot about that. Like playing the demo, I think. Don't watch it; it's terrible. Oh, it's fucking terrible. Uh, we had no idea how to conduct ourselves on camera. I mean, we don't now, but we have a little bit more of an idea of how to like <laughs> sound balance and edit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I thought you know I've never actually completed a full run of it, so I did, and let me fucking tell you that game goes places. <laughs> I was not expecting. Mm. So mild spoilers. Um. I'm not going to, like, say what's related to Hoomst. 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 But there's one where, um... Where... Uh, you go after a person, you end up with your head in a jar, and you accidentally get fed a fellow student. And it's really fucked up. That does indeed sound quite fucked up. (laughs) Uh, the one with the teacher, I'm just going to spoil, um... Like, because you can, like, romance a teacher, and I was like, I, I'm only doing this for completionist's sake, because this feels really not okay. And then, like, you learn about his tragic backstory, and he's like, look, you know, I think you're very special, but I can't, in good conscience, engage in a relationship with you. So once you've graduated college, meet me in this park, and we'll see if we still feel the same way about each other. 
And I'm like, that's the best way you could have done that. Rather than just being like, yeah, no, f- f- like as a student, fuck your teachers, because that's really not okay. <laughs> so I was like, you know, that's kind of nice. Um, there's there's one where um, it's like this big international spy kind of thing, and you you can choose to run away with the pigeon. And I did, of course, I did. Can I ask I'm you a it, sucker for romance. Can I ask um, you the first abort- person I romanced was Okasana, and it was amazing. Good. Also very frustrating i i'm not going to tell you how it goes at all but yeah i i honestly like when playing it i was literally like because i you know you join the track team because he's like on the track team so you can like hang out and stuff Mm. and i sat i sat there and there was a part where like he literally has just decided to just eat all of the um like uh what are the like 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 you know those meals you get that have got like all the nutrient, like they're kind of like micro meals kind of thing. Like a, a TV dinner thing. No, no, no. Like the, they're supposed to be like health ones. Yeah, like you have like your all-in-one shakes so or oh, like yeah, your, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He's just like you go into the track team room and he's just sat on the floor and he's eating like eighteen fucking like canisters of this like <laughs> stuff. And like I joined in because I thought it was fun. It's like, and for the rest of the day, you ate like you know like a year worth of like dehydrated <laughs> food. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, and then I, it hit me. I was like, I'm not doing this because I think it's funny. I'm doing this because this is what I do. <laughs> I'm Okasan, and that, that's is that the why re- you married me. Is that the reveal that you truly, you were the Okasan in our hearts all along? Yeah, the, the true snipe was the Okasan that she became along the way. I, If, if people aren't aware, uh, because obviously we haven't done it uh, recently, um... But back in back in day, back um, in day, Okasan was a reoccurring like visual gag in our videos for years. Who is he's <laughs> um, in Haddonfield Boyfriend? You can enable quote unquote human portraits because you like okay. If someone doesn't know, <laughs> I, I realize we have been talking about this. Like people understand <laughs> what Haddonfield Boyfriend is. Yeah, um, but no, Haddonfield Boyfriend is a pigeon dating sim, well, a bird dating simulator where you go to, you are like a, what's referred to as a hunter-gatherer, which is like the only human in this weirdly post-apocalyptic storyline. And like, you go to like the Pigeonation Academy, the most <laughs> splendid school, was it, of the pigeon, for the pigeon, and by the pigeon. Yeah. And when you first encounter them, they have like a character card and it's just like a photo of an actual fucking pigeon. Um, and the human ones, like they show up the first time when the character is introduced and it's like, oh, this is kind of like the anime boy representation of what they look like. Yeah. So, and like, you know, so you've got the cute, like, you know, childhood friend, Ryuta, you know, and he's like, you know, and then there's a teacher and stuff and he's got his glasses on or whatever, you know. And then you get to Okasan and it's just a pigeon in a fucking suit. Yeah, he's even in his anime boy interpretation, he's, he's just, still just a pigeon. He's an anime pigeon in a suit, and it's like, I love him. There's also, instead of, um like, White Day, or, like, Valentine's Day, the way they do, like, uh, the way that you give chocolate to the boys you like, yeah. pigeons can't eat chocolate. So you go buy them romance beans. It's called, like, legumintines, <laughs> and it's horrible to say... Legumes. Leg, leg, legume times, yeah. There's also a secret character I found that's... <sighs> I'm not going to spoil it, but okay. And that that route ends up very interesting. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of range 
yeah. in the... <laughs> It has been it was a lo- very entertaining. It has been a long-term goal to one day do a a, a full let's play of the Ocasan run to put up, up on the channel. Yeah, I um, think I think we should do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've been enjoying that. Um, I think I just need a few more endings, but it it is a bit tricky, and I'm not very good at following instructions. Shock horror, surprise <laughs> everyone. Um, I oh, this will surprise you all. I watched a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's. I think it was a Thai horror movie. They were speaking uh, Mandarin Chinese, so. Um, but yeah, and it was like, it's it's it sets it's set in a hospital. Okay. And it's an old dead hospital, and like it starts out, and like the 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 guy is kind of like there's there's an old guy and his son and the old guy's like oh i've got like 2 weeks left before i die of cancer and it's like oh okay and the and the kids like i'm going to go to like like taipei because i'm sick of helping you out on your ghost tours and then there's two ladies that come in and they're like oh my husband died here and the the younger girl is like oh my sister died here and i want to commune commune with the spirits and it's just a very paint by the numbers spooky ghost hospital movie. I was actually kind of disappointed. Yeah. And that the dad gets possessed by black goo at one point. I hate it when that happens. Right? It's like so suddenly this is in canon with the X Files all of a sudden. <laughs> but no, and it's like there's a creepy little mannequin doll that they tried to make really creepy, but it reminds me of Brahms, like the boy. Which is lost on YouTube, but someone who likes horror movies has probably seen yeah. The Boy, um, where it's like this little creepy mannequin that's just like just like is a ghost and just goes around in a wheelchair, looking a little spooky, but ultimately pretty goofy. Is is that the one where occasionally they like badly like um, composite in like human eyes onto it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was weird. Yeah, uh, the CGI is not great, but I mean, fine. Um, it was just weird, and like, if you, if you're if you're interested, the the like trigger warnings. There is a lot of suicide in it. Um, it, it's weird because like, there's certain parts that just feel so out of order. I don't know if maybe that's just like a style they were going for, or if it was just you know bad. So like, the dad, it, like who's like two weeks away from dying of cancer so he's like really attuned with the spirit world and they have like okay. they have like yin water and they, they they lock the two girls in like the morgue like the um you know the the what is it the sliding refrigerators you put dead people in the morgue the, yeah no the morgue is a room the segments that you, oh you mean the actual like yeah the, like the refrigerated units yeah you put dead people in so the dad locks the two women in the freezer and is like, you need to absorb more, like, yin energy, because, you know, like, yin, yang, dark, light. Okay. And it's like, the, the, the more yin energy you consume, the cl- the closer you'll be to being able to see the spirit world. And it's like, okay, so you need to be near death or just have a lot of negative emotions, I guess? Or just mm. absorb a lot of negative energy or, I, I don't know. Um, it's It's not my culture, so... I, you know, I am ignorant to it. Um, Then he's, like, walking around with, like, a a vial of pure yin water, and it's just ink. (laughs) It's just ink. And, like, 
he he randomly at one point when they get separated, he's just in an operating room, and you see like a CGI kind of like scalpel with the little like mannequin boy in the corner just cutting his chest open a little bit, and then you're like, okay, he's dead, and then he just comes back and he's like, ah, fucking mannequin boy. It did look from because I saw you watching a little bit of it. It did look like it did have some fun imagery, like and, and oh like, yeah, the way things were shot were kind of interesting, but mm. like it didn't look like particularly like earth shattering or anything but it did, no. it, it did look at least visually a little interesting yeah no i mean it was it was interesting and in the way that you know you don't often see that kind of thing like you know that kind of culture reflected in horror movies and stuff it's usually like well, at least know, not here well not here yeah. at least you know what i mean it's usually like uh, it's, it's the japanese kind of things you know you mm. don't often see like a lot of other kind of east asian interpretations of like horror stories and whatnot mm. so I guess, cause, yeah, a lot of it just doesn't get translated. To come yeah, here, I mean, so. I, I wish it would, because it's very interesting mm. kind of seeing different cultures, like, idea of what is scary. And, like, you know, because everyone has their own kind of, like, you know, like, before, like, you know, a lot of widespread success of, like, The Ring and stuff, like, the whole spooky Japanese girl with hair everywhere was mm. kind of, like, that wasn't as much as a trope as it is now. Yeah, I think that's probably why that hit so, that hit so hard when it did. Because it was just so different. It I mean, I new, remember it watching it. It was a new monster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we were bored of our existing monsters, so we got a new monster. Exactly. So <laughs> it, it, it is interesting, like, you know, seeing it from that perspective. But, oh, like, it was a perfectly serviceable movie. I wouldn't watch it again. Hmm. As what I don't, I don't think I got scared. Did you say what it was called? Hospital. Hospital. Yes. Hmm. It's, it's on UK Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I have two more movies to talk about. Okay. Uh, one of which is from 1986. Okay. And it's, okay. it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, because I love Arnie movies. <laughs> it's called Raw Deal, and I've not seen okay. it before. I don't think I've even heard of that. Yeah, it's, it's honestly, I, I'm not surprised you haven't, because it doesn't follow the, the kind of standard formula for an action movie. But it's an action film. It is an action movie. It is. It is. Um, the main character, uh, Arnie, of course, yeah. um, is basically he. It. I'm gonna. It's. It's a, like a 35 year old movie. So I feel confident you spoiling spoil a it. couple That's of plot fine. points. Yeah. yeah. So, Arnie is like. He's a sheriff in a small town, and his wife fucking hates it. And his wife looks exactly how like. Like, she's got, like, the little kind of, like, pleated dress on with a pearl necklace and that half-up, half-down kind of permed poodle hair. Okay. And it's just like, okay. And he's, like, the sheriff because he, um... He's the biggest. He is the biggest. (laughs) He got fired from... He left the... He quit the FBI (laughs) because uh, of a shithead lawyer who literally was like, you brought in this pedophile child murderer... At, like with like 47 broken bones because he just savagely beat him and mm. it's like ah, different time I mean <laughs> don't get me wrong fuck that, that, those kinds of people but also like I'm not going to get into the whole police brutality thing yeah, but it was definitely was... a tooth dryer that I, when yeah. watching it um, and, and like the lawyer was like oh yeah resign or get prosecuted it's your choice and, like, so he's, like, having to, you know, he had to quit, otherwise he'd be fired, and then he wouldn't be able to get hired anywhere. And his wife resents him, and she bakes a cake 
and she she frosts it with chocolate icing, and then she she writes on it with white icing shit, and then she throws it at him. <laughs> okay. Because she's mad right. and she hates the small town and she's but day she drinking. Must still bake. But no, she ba- he's like he comes up he comes home and he's like what's for dinner, and she's like baking based spite. Yeah, and she's like. This and, and then he goes, oh yeah, if we eat this, we'll get fat. And it's like, I'm sorry, Mr. 1% body fat. <laughs> and woman over there who's just, well, famous woman. She's, so she's skinny. And it's like, you could eat cake a week solid, Arnold, and you'd be fine. But okay. And then she just fucking yeets it at him. And then he like stops <laughs> and turns around. And you know that they thought this was going to be a hilarious one-liner. Which is, you shouldn't drink and bake. It's just like, (laughs) lol, marital disputes. It was so fucking weird. But yeah, anyway, the movie starts with like, um, you know, after we get introduced to Arnie just being a badass um, of a safe house, an FBI safe house, just being run down by the mob, just shooting up everyone. And then they kill the main like informant kind of guy who was going to stand trial. Um, and then you're introduced to the character of Harry, who is like an old work colleague of Mark Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm just going to call him Arnie, just for you know. No, yeah. no one, no one calls them by their. You know. It's like names like Mark Kaminsky, which is a really fun name. I love the the, the name Kaminsky. It's very Ev- cool. Everything feels more realistic than when he was named John Matrix. So you know, Commando was a fucking trip. Yeah, it absolutely was. Um, and he like he comes in and he's just sat on the floor going, it was two weeks away. Like, oh, what was it exactly? I wrote it down. He literally sat there next to this FBI agent going, his birthday was in two weeks. And I'm like, well, that's a funny take on here. He was like two days away from retirement. But no, it, I felt His birthday immediate... was in only seven months. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> his birthday was this time next year. I mean, statistics. We were going to go to Butlins. Statistically, you wouldn't have to mow down that many people in a place for one of them to be close to their birthday. Like. Yeah, but like, I, I thought that was really funny. And then later, it's like he calls in Arnie and is like, I know you've, you've quit the FBI, but I will personally finance this revenge mission. Okay. <laughs> because the guy they killed, who's, who was two weeks to his birthday, was actually my son. And it's like, oh, I feel like an ass now. Okay, cool. Um, and he's like, okay. So then he like he drives his sheriff car, which is what they're called, by the way, I know, um, to like a local, like, I don't know what it is. It's like a power plant. It's got like, maybe like a petrol station or something. It's got, no, it's like a petrol factory. Where, you know, where they make petrol. A refinery. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> and he's like, just like, he, he like... Bolt cutters the Fucking petrol factory. Fuck off. <laughs> he bolt cutters the the fence open so he can go in, and then he's like, he radios is like, yeah, I'm investigating like a possible B and E at fucking wherever I am. I don't know, uh, the petrol factory. <laughs> and then he drives his car in next to this big fucking um, like uh, like explode like thing that contains explosive liquid, like big kind of tank. Tank. Yeah, I cannot. English today. <laughs> and then he just basically gets on his, like, he gets on a bike and drives away and then explodes it. So he fakes his own death. Hasn't told his wife this. Okay. After she threw the shit cake at him. 
Because do you want to know how she reveals the shit cake? How she's like, because he, he's like, like oh god, it's like what, like you know, why do you hate it here? And she's like, because it's exactly like the most. What was it? The most common thing that ca- all the cows around here produce. And then she holds up the cake that's got shit on it, and then she just yeets it at him. And it's like, uh, okay. Honestly, I feel like any talk about the action movie stuff that's happening is somewhat like, it becomes somewhat mundane after shit cake throwing. Okay, it gets better. Okay. So, okay. So basically, Arnie has to infiltrate the mob um, to kill the people who killed his this, his friend's son which okay. is like okay so and then the, he, he meets this lady that he's, he's like sidling up to and being very like flirtatious with and i'm kind of like oh am i gonna hate this guy because he cheats on his wife even though she thinks he's dead turns out no he he doesn't do that he doesn't engage in any kind of like extramarital affair and like the, it turns out the woman's spying on him for his partner in the mob who hates him and thinks mm. something's going on. And he's just he just wants to take care of her and like literally they're at like um they're having a nice meal at a restaurant and she's like, So yeah, I really like you. We what you know, basically kind of going, We've we've been flirting and stuff and we we haven't even kissed, so like what's that all about? What are we kind of thing? And mm. he's like and, you know, oh, he's like, well, I, I like you too. And she's like, so, you know, unless you're married, you know, I ain't going nowhere. And he's like, mm. and she's like, wait, you're married? And he's like, yeah, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and she she gets really mad, obviously, because, you know, and she's, and he just turns around and goes, no, no, I care about you. You're my friend. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's really wholesome. Yeah. And, like, I, I long story short with this, it's like, they don't get together, and he helps her out of the shitty mob situation, and they're just friends. And he doesn't <laughs> cheat on his wife. And I'm like, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm just like, like even though he, his wife is a, a shit cake thrower, he's like, no, I'm I'm going to be like, I'm, I'm going to be a decent dude, and I'm not going to lead this lady on. And it, it was just really refreshing. I was like, oh, fuck, okay. I thought it was like, oh, yeah, stupid wife. Haha, she's, I don't know. She throws shit cakes she at me. She throws shit cakes at me. Oh, bye. Which admittedly would put some, somewhat of a strain on a relationship. It would. Mm. Um, and then they have, like, at the end, Arnie literally just goes on a fucking murder spree. They Which put, is what you're there for if you're watching an is, old Schwarzenegger is, movie from that era. It is absolutely mm. what I'm there for. But the thing is, there's, like, no repercussions at all. It's just, yeah. It's um, the 80s. There was very little repercussions for anything. Any police brutality at all. I mean, just yeah. Just for any, any shitty behaviour that basically wasn't repercussions, yeah. so it actually checks out. Yeah, and the, the, the ending is, like, super, like, because he shoots his, like, friend Harry, who he's, like, on the mission for, because, like, the uh, the guy he's paired with who hates him is trying to get him to, like, fuck up because he's been told that he's not who he says he is Mm. and it's like oh it's fine it's just you know he shoots him and then like he just has to like go through physio and at the end he's like oh yeah by the way amy's pregnant like you never see the wife again and it's like also she's forgiven me (laughs) for faking my own death and disappearing for like a year and it's like they just needed some space, okay. I guess. Okay, yeah. She just needed to believe he was dead and then, for and a he, while. And he's back in the FBI, so she loves him again or something. It was a fucking wild ride. And, now, 
I literally physically was wincing at this part. When he's undercover, he goes to a gay bar. Oh, God, how badly was it handled? Goes to a gay bar to rough up um, one of, like, a rival syndicate's, like, member. And um, this drag queen's, like, lip-syncing on stage. Um, They go into the drag queen dressing room, and it's like, yes, there are drag queens there. And, you know, I don't know if they are, actually. They probably won't be. But, like, and nothing homophobic was said. And nothing transphobic was said. That's really impressive, because... I was fucking shocked. In a lot of, like, movies from that era, they can't help but just hurl homophobic slurs, even when it's not relevant. Yeah, exactly. All, like, transphobic shit. And that was... I was just... I was so concerned. I was like, oh, God, please don't. Please, no. And no. Oh, oh, well... And I was like, oh... I mean, there was, like, one thing at the end, because it's like, you know, he grabs the guy and he kind of runs them down, like, the workstation for the mm. girl's makeup, instead of having the guy get shot, basically. Yeah. Um, and they go down and there's, like, a cop there. It's like, ah, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just helping the boys out with their makeup. And it's like, okay, well, they're drag queens. So, you know, some some drag queens are okay with you calling them boys or whatever. It's like, that's not, that's not, not a... Not as big of a dick as you could have been. Considering the time period. I, I wow. Am, yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't like, oh, let's have like something really fucking yeah. gross and horrible. But no, I was... It is always nice when you... when You, you, you know, pleasantly surprised that, that you know, they mm. put the base amount of yeah. effort into not being dickheads. Like, you shouldn't have to be grateful for this stuff. But, but um, yeah. But it, it is, you know. I, I watch like... Um, you know, a lot, a lot of old stuff, um, like old sci-fi. Oh, you and can't old, help old but wince like at so many things. And, and you just know whenever they get in a certain situations, you just go, "Oh, I'm just gonna have to brace myself for this." Because, yeah. and it's not, it's not to sit there and say that the people that were making it were bad people or anything. It's, it's just, you know, the the times were bad. Yeah, it was just such people. an accepted and yeah, expected yeah. thing. Like, yeah, be, being sh- yeah. being shitty about this stuff was what most people were like, and. 100% like it people... was the sense of humor of just haha make a gay joke yeah or and people absolutely were campaigning and pointing out this is bad the whole time like no one was mm. saying this was good ever but it was just an accepted thing so you know you do just have to fucking watch media and like old media and kind of just brace yourself like okay how bad is this gonna get I mean the one thing is that it does show you how far we've come I mean don't get me wrong mm. we still have a hell of a long way to go but it's like look I can see visible improvement that at least makes me not go crazy when I'm doom scrolling or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was interesting. Hmm. It was a bit all over the place and I wouldn't say it's a good movie and it does showcase the fact that Arnie hadn't learnt English for very long and as a result was not a fantastic actor. Not Hercules in New York levels where he's dubbed though. Where he's dubbed, yeah. <laughs> um It is Hercules in New York where he's dubbed, right? Yeah it is. <laughs> also there's a there's a very funny part where um they like uh, Arnie and the lady go to fuck, and she's like, she takes his shirt off and she kind of just looks at him and goes, "Wow," <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> fair. You you would just be like, I think she just looks down at him and goes, "Holy shit!" <laughs> <laughs> I thought like, I thought they didn't do anything. No, no, no. The thing is, he pretends to fall asleep. Oh, uh, okay. Because like you know, because he's still acting as if he's kind of like uh, okay. Because yeah. that's like the first night they kind of have like together you know what yeah, i mean yeah. but yeah they don't kiss or anything like that yeah. 
But yeah, and so he he pretends to pass out and he cracks his skull. I don't think that was intentional. <laughs> he like cracks his skull on the bedpost. It's quite oh. funny. And then she's like, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, very interesting. Ta- I can see why it didn't do well because it wasn't fantastic. And it, it did buck the usual trend of like big dick, like muscular hero is big sex man and makes women go ooh. And it also has shit cake. It which, has shit you know, cakes, which is fantastic. Good, good shit cake. Yeah, is, is we we stand. No, do I we, wouldn't. Do, I, do, we, do we not stand shit cake? I do not stand shit okay. cake, no. Uh, last thing I've seen is... Critical support of shit cake. Okay, you need to, <laughs> you need to stop. Last movie I saw, last thing I've seen is Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That's based on those kids' books, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, like, they, it is based on a book. I don't... I, the, the book itself, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, is just a compilation of horror stories and was famous for its horrifying illustrations. Drama Matt, do me a favour and Google some of those fucking things. Alright, what am I looking up? Scary stories to tell in the dark illustrations. Scary stories to tell in the dark. Okay, you can hear. Yeah. Images. This was oh. a children's book. Okay, I'm going to have to type in book because it's just coming up with pictures from the film. Yeah. So, book. Do-do-do. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, 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 my. Yeah, that's a children's book. It's not. That's for children. It's not. No, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so they made basically a movie surrounding the little short stories, which I, I honestly never read the book. I think it was more kind of like based in America. I have, I've only ever heard Americans talk. Yeah, about it, so sorry. I would have loved and hated it as a child, but like you know, like like, like the stories from what I have osmosed from people around me is that the stories themselves were fine they were spooky but it was the art that terrified Mm. kids because it is creepy and like don't get me wrong the representation of like the monsters um in the movie are pretty good like there's this really creepy kind of like large woman with like a really wide mouth and like yeah it's using all the promo art it's honestly yeah the see to see it moving is really creepy and very well done Hmm. um the acting in it is fantastic. Uh, it, Del Toro, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I'm sure. I, it, I'm sure. I'll tell you what. You keep talking. I'll, okay, I'll find okay. I mean, that, that checks out from seeing the pictures from the book. It was like, yeah, that would make sense. It seems like his sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary stories to tell the dog. There you go. Yeah. But yeah. And it's like... Honestly, I, I really did enjoy it. Like... Oh yeah, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, screen, screenplay by Del Toro. It wasn't yeah, directed yeah. by him. Okay. Yeah, but no, it was. Um, it had a couple of jumps in it because, of course, it did. Um, and honestly, uh, like halfway through it, a lot of the the kills just felt really fucking mean spirited, and mm. it kind of just made me feel bad. And there's there's racism in it as well because like. Um, uh, the main kind of character's love interest, Ramon, is obviously of like Spanish descent. So you know, there's a lot of there's a couple of slurs thrown around his mm. way because it's set during the uh, late sixties around Nam. Is it? Is that when the book was books were originally written? Maybe? I don't know. I actually hmm. don't know. I'm not sure when um, the music came out. 
And like the main girl is like, you know, she's she's big into horror and she likes writing spooky stories and stuff. And I'm like, cool, I like her. Her dad is Hank from Breaking Bad. Okay. And that that man is acting as hard out in this movie, and he's real good. Isn't it weird that there's this adaptation of kids' books, but it is not made for kids? It well, it's made for adults that enjoyed the medium yeah. when they were kids. So very, it's yeah, very peculiar. I mean, it is a fifteen. I mean, I say that as if a, tra- I, a trailer didn't come out literally like two days ago for a sequel to Space Jam that contains the fucking droogs from A Clockwork Orange, so... <sighs> Ready Player Baseball one. Yeah, <laughs> Lamau got him. But yeah, um... And yeah, it has a lot of heart and the acting is very good. There's a, There's like one story where... I was actually kind of cringing about it in in a kind of horror way. Not oh, the, oh in, god, in a, that's in terrible. A, in the way you're supposed to. In the way that you're supposed to, because okay. it's like this girl gets a big zit on her face, and like it, the the main kind of thing is they go to this spooky house, um, and there's like a an urban legend of a lady who used to live in the house who was locked in the basement because she was crazy, and you like the kids would go up to like the basement vent and be like. Oh, scary Sarah, tell us a story. And then she'd tell them a story through the vent, but then, like, the kids would disappear. Mm. And like, she had a book that was inked in child blood. Ah. So they go down, and because the main character, she's obsessed with, like, horror stories and stuff, and she loves it. And she, like, the thing is, you're supposed to say is, like, Sarah, tell me a story. So she mm. says that. And then they leave with the book, and then, like, she's reading it, and there's no more kind of scary stories. And then one starts just magically appearing on the page. And she's like, what the fuck? And this is the one with the scarecrow, mm. which, like, honestly, if I'd have watched this when I was, like, around 14, 15, it would have fucking traumatized me. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I'm going to spoil the first kill because it's, like, that's the one you can feel good about because it was the bully. And, like, it was like, oh, I can't remember his name. It's like Tommy. It's like, oh, Tommy hated Harold the scarecrow. He hated that thing his whole life. And she's, like, reading it going what like like the tommy we know because it's a small town and then you see him kind of wandering around and like because like at the start of the movie you see him with all of his fucking like chad mates like just beating up the scarecrow because they hate it and then like he gets stabbed through the chest with a pitchfork by the scarecrow but there's no blood because again it's like a 15 and it's a tentative 15 at that (laughs) i would say and then he starts like pouring straw through it and then vomiting strands of straw. Oh. And it starts like coming out of his eyes and his nose and his ears and his fingernails. And it's like, this is, this is, this is extreme for a 15. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, it does sound pretty bad. That yeah. sounds so bad. It could nearly be in an episode around the twist. Right? Which is definitely <laughs> for like seven year olds and is fine. Um. <laughs> That fucking, that show traumatized me as a kid. <laughs> In the best way. One day we should totally just, like, watch a bunch of episodes around the twist and just, just do a misanthropod episode talking about it. We should do one with the lemons, because that's the one that scared me. That scared me the yeah, most. Yeah, fucking around the twist, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. Ne- next whole number, what we on? Episode 150, round the twist episode. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah there we, we go. go. Okay. <laughs> Not that anyone but us will care. Don't hold us to that. We'll have forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and like, like it goes through, and like, a couple of the friends disappear, and like you see them kind of like, not die, but just be removed. Hmm. And it's, 
And like the the one of the guy's sister, she gets like yeah, she gets bitten by a spider on her cheek. And they're like, oh shit, we need to go save her. Uh, because it's her story now. It's kind of like Final Destination in the way that they can see the words appearing on the page. And it's like, oh, Ruth. Yeah, I'm sorry, dude. Her name's Ruth. It's like, she um, she went to the bathroom because she had a zit. And then she's kind of like looking at the zit. And she's like, oh, God, it's so big and gross. Because it all, like she's doing a stage play. I'm just going to say, is this something that is okay to talk about to everyone? Because this this might squick people out a bit. This is well, like the scarecrow know, thing was pretty fucking bad. Really? I, okay, I, I, I guess appreciate appreciate that some people don't like even hearing about okay. this kind of stuff. Well, I'm gonna gloss over it very quickly. Then um, skip ahead like 20 seconds if you don't want to hear it because it might it it contains spiders and kind of body horror. Um, okay, gonna start talking about it now. So skip ahead. She's like, this This thing keeps getting bigger on her face and it's pulsating and then a little hair comes out but it's an actual Meh. spider leg. And Meh. then they explode out of her face and Meh. cover her. And she's basically taken away like on a stretcher. What, by the spiders? Oh. Not spiders, no. <laughs> no, the EMTs come because like, they throw water on her which stops them from attacking her. And she's basically just a gibbering fucking mess and I feel fucking yeah. horrible for yeah. her. And it was like this, I was like, that's so fucking mean. Because, like, she, she's shown as kind of, like, typical, like, kind of older sister, but she obviously cares about her brother and his friends. Like, you know, she's not this, not not so two-dimensional as that. And I was like, I feel really bad for this girl. Like, she was, she's a victim of circum. I mean, all of them kind of are, but it just felt really horrible. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's okay, because, you know... Things start kind of working out. But yeah, and it ends quite hopefully. And I was like, you know what? I retract it. This, it was mean-spirited, but with, with a hopeful ending like this, I'm feeling quite positive. Okay. And I think that watching it without having any connection to the uh, or like childhood nostalgia tied to the book itself, I think has done me a lot of favours. Because I, I had very middling things about this movie. Mm. And like I think honestly, were you going in with zero expectations? I had no. So. I was just like, no. I, like some of the visuals are incredibly strong. And you've watched some right fucking shit horror movies recently. I so, really you know. like. I mean, that's because most of them are shit. Because it's the thing that a lot of people try and make because they think it's easy. Yeah, yeah. And it's really fucking not. <laughs> horror films are one of the harder fucking films to make. But people just think, oh, just jump out and say boo throw a bucket of fake blood on someone, that's horror. Mm. It's it's the same reason why, like, Silent Hill 2 is, like, regarded as one of the best horror games of all time, yet there's billions of fucking, like, Five Nights, like, bad Five Nights at Freddy's clones. I'm not going to say I think Five Nights at Freddy's is bad. I think it's a great children's horror game. I think it's 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 a great first step into the realm of, of horror for kiddies, because, you know, a lot of dark stuff is alluded to, but it's basically just big fuzzy creatures shouting at you. So it's it's quite a safe way to become accustomed to horror. Um, and, like, all those kind of, like, fucking slender clones and shit like that. So it's like, yeah, a lot of people think making horror games is easy. But it's actually probably one of the harder kind of, like, the hardest games to make. Because, to do well. To yeah. do well. Because time is a... Ma- like, movies, they got you for, like, an hour and a half. You can't get super used to a creature or a monster or something like that that quickly if it's not like like yeah, it's shot like say alien where you only see it like split seconds like mm. here and there corner your vision thing which is i think how a lot of them should be done 
because then it keeps it creepy and also if it's just a guy in a rubber suit you can't tell as easy <laughs> like like the part in alien where like dallas is wandering around with a flamethrower in the vents and then it like it just cuts to the alien and he just holds his hands out like hug me <laughs> which stopped me being super afraid of it but yeah um, so, like, there there are a lot of difficulties, but I think this this does it well. There's the jangly man, which you laughed at the name of, because I always have subtitles on, and that's fair. He's basically never dead, like that game where you could, like, get your arms and, and legs blown off and just roll around as a head and, like, rejoin with your body parts. Yeah, you could, like, like, and you could, it would attach in any way, so you could, like, just have a foot attached to your head and things. Yeah, but th- this guy doesn't do anything fun yeah. like that. Um, I, I, by the way, I've, I, even though, cause I, I know Never Dead's one of those games where when people talk about it, uh, people who've not heard about it go, that sounds like that would be really fun. It it's is not. not. It's not. <laughs> they they hacked it up, unfortunately. Yeah. It's a fun concept executed poorly. But, yeah, and, like, he's just kind of probably the weakest out of all of them because he literally at one point, looks at the fucking camera and just does a jump scare at you, like, bleh, and it's like, wow. Cool. But otherwise, I actually quite enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> like, there's, like, the scene with the weird kind of, like, chonky lady was very well done. That was that was very unsettling, and it very, very visually striking. I was very impressed. Um... So yeah, no, I I I thought it was was actually quite an entertaining horror movie. If you you know don't get squicked out by a certain kill, then well, or multiple it's, it's, kills by the sound. Well, it's not a kill. Uh, like, wow. Like yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I I can recommend if you're looking for something that'll you know that that is that it is it is tense. It has tension, which is something that I don't really. I think it kind of. The amount of horror media I consume, I just, like, tension is not something, it, it's kind of hard to establish it for me. Mm. So unless it's done incredibly well, I'm kind of immune to it. And this this movie did tension very well. Um, and when it did jump scare me, it did make me laugh. Like, ah, oh, you fucker, you got me. Okay, yeah, you earned <laughs> that. So yeah, um, that, that that's what I've been up to. Okie dokie. Thank mm. you very much for listening. Drumbly bumbly. Yes. What have you been up to, dear friend? Well, I've been doing a couple of things, but I'm only like partway through them both. So okay. I was debating whether mentioning them now. I might save them. So, so one of the things I've been watching is a um, TV show called Money Heist on, on oh, the Netflix. Oh, is that with the Salvador Dali masks that everyone's yeah. fucking walking? So it's, well, it's quite, yeah, we started watching it because we were watching that Lupin a few weeks ago and we were like, oh, heist stuff. What can we see? And we were like, money heist. <laughs> That's probably about heists. Um, <laughs> and like, money, maybe. Yeah. Well, actually, it's a, it's a pretty, the name makes it sound a bit bad because it's like such a generic name. It's it's a Spanish TV show. Okay. And it's, um, I think the original name is like something like La Papa del... No, La Casa del Papa, which means like something like House of the, the House of Money. House of Money. Oh, but okay. I think House of Money sounds far too much like House of Cards when translated directly. So I was yeah. like, I guess they were like, well, we can't really use that, so let's just give they it should, a really shit name like Money. They should Heist. have called it like the House of the Heist in brackets Money. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hire me, Netflix, you fucking cowards. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's it's really good. It's um, but we're only so there's four parts because Netflix now calls series as parts a lot of the time. It's just um, it's fancy and artistic. Yeah. And we're only we've just finished the first one, so yeah, I, I don't I'm not quite sure where it goes. But okay. in essence, yeah, it's a it's a heist series. They're robbing the um, 
the uh, what's the word mint in Madrid, so the Spanish royal mint where they print the money. Oh, I see. I thought there was just like a big like mighty mint somewhere. <laughs> just nicking a big polo. Just yeah. yeah, it's just a big polo. It's like I think maybe that, they've that been speaks... nicking all the middle bits of polos. Whole <gasps> whole yeah. But yeah. no, it's, I think that speaks to my Australian roots, where it's like in Australia we have so much fucking like land. We just build big things, like mm. big versions of things, like the big lobster, the big pineapple, the taste of Queensland. You know, so I was just like, oh, this is a big polo in fucking Spain or whatever. Yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> I got so thoroughly confused. But yeah, sorry. House of money heist. House of money heist. Money. And yeah, so the essence of it is they're going, they go into this thing and they make it look like they're going to just, you know, rob the mint and rob the money there. But basically the whole point of the heist, and you find this out in like the start episode, so it's not the spoilers, is to basically the whole thing is to delay the, delay the police coming in. And then rather than stealing the money in the vault, they're actually just printing their own money. So rather than stealing however many millions are there, they're printing, they're aiming to be there for like 12 days and they're going to print like 2.4 billion euros or something. Oh, that's but then actually it, But then it's not clever. stealing. Cause, but then it's not stealing from anyone so they can come across as the good guys or at least not bad guys because they're not robbing from anyone. They're just printing their own money. And it also that's, means that, you know, they don't have those, those bills aren't marked. Yeah, well, they're, they're, exactly, they're coming up with their own, like, serial numbers and things. Or that's something. really fun. But, yeah, so that's <laughs> the, like, overall thing for the series. But actually, mo- a lot of the... So there's a bit of it, because, you know, it has to be quite a clever... In the way that heist films often are, you know, they've got to be sort of three steps ahead and quite clever at all these things. So that is going through the whole thing as well. But kind of the main part of it is, like, all of the various... Because the characters who do it... So you, the, it's set, like, now... And you'll set them in the heist and you're seeing through. But you've got a narrate. One of the characters is narrating it, but in the past tense. So it's obviously they're narrating it from the future. And then you've also got flashbacks because they were like living together for like six months while they were planning it. So they've got all, all of the characters have got these like, you know, connections from be, living together in a closed space for so long. So it's all about like the character dynamics because they're just locked in this place for like 10, 12 days with nothing to do apart from they've got to look after the hostages and things but there's like you know there's not they can't just sit around and play computer games because they've got to be on it the whole time yeah that sounds incredibly emotionally draining yeah so it's like it's all about the sort of interactions between the different heist characters and then also between the hostages as well and then a lot of it's set from seeing you see from the perspective of the main police detective who's running the case from the outside and it sees like a really sympathetic character when you're on her side as well and yeah it's really good Hmm. It's it's a lot more than just the sort of generic, you know. I'm I'm, I'm all for like you know oceans type things, you know, when you're just a heist and you're just like, yeah, they're doing the heist and it's clever and blah blah blah. But yeah, this is less of a th- well, it's still a thriller, but it's less of a like you know popcorn film. Yeah, and it's actually a bit more. And I'm not saying oh, it's clever, so it's better, but there's, I'm not. But there's just more to it. And it on like more it levels. Yeah, like it's you, really good. It's not something you can like watch passively. You have to have an active engagement with it. Otherwise, you'll be like, "Wait, what? Salvador fucking who?" Well, yeah, yeah they all wear these um, Salvador Dali masks. So then, whenever the police come in, or they've got what, or they need to do anything like that, they get all of the hostages to dress up in the same way, so they don't know which ones are hostages and which ones are the hmm. hostage. Hostages. Hostages. <laughs> What's the word? Hang on. The hostages, not hostages. <laughs> Hostages no, or no, hostage takers? No, no. Yeah, hostage no, takers. Hostages. Yeah. We're going to have hostages. hostages. I, is no, hostage that sounds, taker. no, yeah. that sounds like a language that hostages have developed. Hostages. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 
no, no comprende. Oh, okay, okay, I'm not going to speak anymore because 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 the, the, the um, ever so slight spoilers. But we we had this spoiler for us before we started watching it. The end of the first series ends on a cliffhanger mid heist, so they, we don't know how good it is, which is mildly annoying. But it's fine with because there's like four. Like I said, there's four parts, so presumably they there's presumably know, three yeah. more parts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but no, so I don't know how it's going to finish yet. So I'll speak more about it next time, probably. But cool. you mentioned languages. Yes. <laughs> Something the, the, the takeaway point I can make from this because it's obviously it's all in Spanish with subtitles. Mm-hmm. I have learned the Spanish for plastic explosives. Now, are you ready? Let's play along at home. Everyone, put on your lazy stereotype hat. What would you guess the Spanish for plastic explosives is? Is it el plastique explosivo? <laughs> Very it plas- close. Is plasti- it plas- is it is it plastico? It, very close, but you've only got half of the word. What's the other word? Plastic explosives. <sighs> Explosivo plastico. Obviously. <laughs> Come on. Yo, I am not comfortable with this at all. Good. Like, so I know a little bit of Spanish, and that just now. hurts so, so much. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah, it's oh, great. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's, that's great. I... I I, I to find... be fair, I think anything in Spanish is it sounds super awesome. But mm. then again, I love languages, so anything in any other language sounds super fucking awesome. So you know. yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm always fascinated because obviously, like so many plastic, <laughs> so many words. in my guest house paradiso. <laughs> yeah. So many words that we have of like. Oh, English is a from, fucking nightmare. Yeah, come from mm. other places, or we've exported to other places, so you end up with these like words that are just like these weird mishmash of borrowed things, and mm. it's yeah, it's, it's great. It's like have you? Oh. It's like I've, I, I saw there's a I, you know, when you see an Instagram famous person, you're like, yeah, I, you're attract, you're an attractive, young, obviously wealthy person who's doing well on Instagram. There's probably something really dark that you're hiding. Yeah, they killed a man. Yeah, yeah no, they probably killed like the, the, oh yeah, I, I I climbed Mount Everest, but I used babies instead of crampons or fucking yeah, whatever. Yeah, standard, you know, it's yeah. it's that kind of shit where you're like, mm, you just assume that of all Instagram. You stars. can't yeah. like mm. no, no, just like social media influencers. Yeah, yeah. It's just I can't help but be like, mm, you know. Says the fucking YouTuber. Yeah, oh. but we're, we're like yeah. like fucking Z tier YouTubers. Yeah, so it's that's fine. fair. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, and like um, he's he's French, and he kind of like talks about silly things in French and and how they I translate to English. So like, there's the whole there 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 there, which is just like I, I it's like the green frog. Yeah, mm. it's 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 that kind of thing. Yeah, the and green like, worm goes towards the green glass or something. <laughs> it's yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. And it's like I, I think that's so cool. Or like certain words like the word for surgery is like it sounds like cock or something. It's it's it's, it's like it sounds like dick. <sighs> or you know, I can't remember exactly what the French word for surgery is. Yeah. I'm sure you'll forgive me. Mm. I hope. What's the but, I'm yeah. trying to think of what's all the other ones. What's the this one that's Citon Ton 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 Sarah tondu, or something. It's like if your and... uncle shaves your uncle, your uncle will be shaved, <laughs> or something, something like that. I, I probably oh. completely butchered that. I can't remember. I know, no. I want to talk about the drama Matt shaves the uncle story. I don't. Okay. <laughs> it's gonna be probably more interesting than I don't know half the movies I watch anyway. I mean that is true, but that doesn't really say anything about the quality of the shave the uncle story. That's more to do with the quality of the movies that you write in to watch. if you want to hear the shave the uncle story. You know what? I'll just make one up. 
I shaved my uncle okay, I from a from a shipwreck. He was he nearly drowned. <laughs> okay, the- yeah. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can have that one. You saved yourself from the two terrible jokes earlier. There, well done. Oh, did I? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, oh, maybe, one, maybe one of them. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, maybe. I, I, yeah, that's probably not good enough to forgive you for two of them. Okay. You know what? I'm ha- I'm taking it. Yeah. You, I'm taking which it. which one do you want to be uh, stricken from the record? Mm, I don't know. Whichever people perceive as worse, I'll, I'll have that struck. The second right. one was probably fair. the worst. Yeah, okay, so, that's okay. fair. That one's gone fair. from the record. Yeah. Now. Okay. But no, language right. is fun. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I, this explosivo, <laughs> explosivo plastico. plastico is the best. Yeah. It um, is. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I will come back to this, assuming it finishes as good as, good as it started because so far, big recommendation. But you know, three seasons left out of the four, so who knows? Well, good luck. I hope I hope it's good for you. I would um, shake hands with you, but we are not in physical proximity. Good, honestly. Yeah. Um, good that. Wait, good that. Good that I would shake your hand, or good that you're not in physical proximity with me. Yes. Uh, moving on to the questions. Social distancing. We live on Plague Island. What the fuck? He's in our bubble, and we if we meet outside, it's fine. We can like, I don't know. We can just stand there and shake our butts at each other, and this is the new normal. It's like let's shake on it, and then we turn around and just twerk at each other. This is. This, I think this. I think this is... no. I think there's something here. I think. There's I think definitely something there's here. Something, there's no, something. No, yeah. there's something here. I'm on. T- you know what? Give me like another ten minutes, and I'll have it. Just okay. Well, right. that, uh, in in the meantime, on. shall we? Shall we blast through some questions? Yes. Let's let's, let's get. Let's try and do this quickly because um, uh, waffling. Yes, yes. very waffling. Um, <laughs> Mucho Snipe, just to distract you from thinking about whatever you're huh? thinking about again, what's the email address? Oh, I fucking hate you, man. <laughs> <sighs> the email address is thedrummermat at gmail.com. Yeah, see, it should be easy if we didn't cock it up for the first however long. Well, I mean, you started it. Fair. I don't, I know, I'm just blaming you. I don't know what for. Okay, questiones. Um... First up, there's been a lot of dip feedback, so dip? a lot of people. Uh, you asked what people's favourite dip was for the oh, lightly yeah. salted tortilla chips. Mine is the white dip for lightly salted tortilla chips. Okay. I don't know what it is. It's like sour cream and chive or some shit, which I hate in every other form. Whatever. Okay, yes, give us, give me dip feedback. So there is various dip. bits of that, so I'll go through that as, as we go through. Okay. Um, so first up, Brandon, their favourite dip? Hummus. Oh. Okay, uh, Brandon, um, we are blocking your email. <laughs> hummus. See, hummus is a strong choice for most things, but I'm not sure it's the right dip for the lightly salted tortilla I just chip. don't like hummus. And my brother, my brother fucking seriously loves hummus. Like, he is... He uses, is it, he uses it as fucking contact lens solution. He uses it to degrease his fucking engine. He uses it to placate his children. I'm fuck, I fucking hate hummus. I use it for one of those things. You maybe don't <laughs> personal lubricant maybe, but like anything else, it's a bit extreme. You know what I mean? What's the actual question? D and D question for us. Oh, if you could have a piece of adventuring equipment, so weapon, armor, tools, etc., transform on command into a tradable monster, what equipment and monster would they be? Uh, that's a that now you know of all the questions i did not expect it to be that i would not have guessed that no <laughs> and also uh, we we have one we have a bag of holding that's nibbly 
the luggage. He's a Nibbly is great. Nibbly yeah. is amazing. Yeah, he's like the luggage from uh, the Discord series. He's made series. of sapient pear wood. He's cool. Um, I would have... <laughs> I would have, like, the Flask of Endless Water, but it would be, like... It would look like a Shellos from Pokemon, and its head would be really floppy, and on command it would just vomit... Like forty, like thousand gallons of water. That wasn't the question, though. It was an an item uh, that transforms into something. It transforms into like a. No, I like mine best. I don't know anything about like this the kind of like magic items and stuff because like all all our campaigns like we tend not to really have any like super special magic items. It's more of a question. So, did you listen or watch the first series of Critical Role? No. Okay, well, um, one of the characters has a belt that he can throw onto the floor and it turns into a snake. So I've, so it's that sort of thing. You've got an item that you can... So, know. okay, so yeah, he... You could he, have a ball bearing that you threw down and turned into a Pikachu or something and then be, pretend to be Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> that's the gist so, of so, it. So I want one thing that can turn into another and I have to name what both things are. Yeah. Okay, I want a pillow that turns into a, um approximation of a human being. A literal body pillow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I want to... And they can pet me and stroke my hair. And, okay, and... now it's got creepy. No, no, no. Um, just kind of like, like I've had a hard day of like, you know, beating up goblins. And I go in and I'm like, I want a cuddle. And then I get like a little head pat and, and a cuddle. That sounds nice. It's not like a sex thing. I'm not a weirdo. <laughs> I want a knife. Okay. That turns into a fish. Because you then throw the knife at someone and they're like, oh shit, I'm getting a knife thrown at me. And then they get a fish, slap them in the face. I think that would be very funny. Yeah, but what, <laughs> uh, does it does it reach like a certain velocity where it just automatically transforms? Or? I, I guess once you once you hurl it, once it leaves your hand, I, I guess it's got you, like a few seconds. Like, maybe it has you to, could like, probably uh, attune to it. So it's like you could kind of, yeah. within a, within like a reasonable yeah. amount of like seconds, you could kind of like control it. Or alternatively. Like my, body, like my body pillow, I could just literally, it would say like that until, you know, I got bored. Okay. Yeah. Alternately, I, you, you throw it as a fish. And then someone would be like, ah, I don't have to dodge that, it's just a fish. And then you turn it to a knife and they go, oh, fuck, ow. What kind of fucking lunatic? If someone threw a fish at them, they'd go, nah, I'm not going to dodge that. That's fine. You wouldn't dodge it with quite such fervour as if someone threw a knife at you. Fishy icky. Yeah. And no one knows like how mine. to throw a knife properly. <laughs> Mechanically, you just minus one off their AC for the lack yeah. of their dodging. Yeah, because they're just... It's not that they don't... They want to get hit in the face by a fish. It's just that, you know... they. Def- they they're, they're going to prioritise other things in a melee over... Yeah. Well, if someone was fish... stabbing them at the same time, they'd yeah. prefer to get hit by the okay. fish than the stab. Okay, this is fair. Like, this I'm is a combat, this... a combat encounter. I'm not, tra- I'm not treating this as like, you know, if I just walk into the room and then hurl a fish at you, <laughs> and then you're just going to like slap you in the face. Okay, but, like, oh. but, okay, this is fantastic, because then you could infiltrate like a, like a, um, like the lord of the the fucking like like burrows or whatever you could infiltrate his thing as a chef cook your knife well then make him eat it <laughs> it, it, eat it and then turn it back into a knife when it's inside him yeah but the thing is it doesn't cuz he's going to be cutting it up but then like when he's finished eating it it all just reforms and goes knife and then it's like, oh no! See, that is a, a wonderfully creative way to use it. Yeah. See, this is why it's a good. Item. And then he'll be like, oh no, I have. St- <laughs> you can be like knife to meet you, <laughs> and he'll be like, it's okay, I'm in a stable condition. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
Matt, what item would you have? Um, I don't know. I've got I've got bogged down on the fact that it could be the example items are you know weapons, armor, tools. Like, hang on, if it's armor and it transforms into a thing, are you then still wearing the creature you've converted it into? Yes. Oh, and I don't know which, have... which, which oh, creature dude. would I rather be wearing. I think I think Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Right. <laughs> yeah. He big. <laughs> I'm I have, I have I, a magical pair like... of shoes that turn into a pair of chickens. It's actually really <laughs> horrifying because it's just like two chickens with like my feet stuck down the throat. No, that sounds horrible. I don't yeah, want that's, that. Yeah. I don't want to hurt the chickens. You have to take them off first. Even then, I like, you like... have to be very careful not to activate it. Well, no, I think that they're, probably... <gasps> they're magical chickens. It's can, fine. They, can they I have? Hurt. Can I have like a cape that I can transform into like a fox or something nice and fluffy? So then you can put it on your back, and then when you get cold, you can transform it into a thing that like wraps around your neck and keeps you to- even toastier. Well, I mean, dude, my hands are right here, <laughs> and I'll keep you warm for the rest of your life. Um. Oh. <laughs> I won't really. I'm not going to kill you. That was weirdly threatening. Out of nowhere. Very threatening. I'm going to move on. Sorry, Rob. Um, oh, their sorry. favorite dip. Their favorite dip. Rob, mm-hmm. this um, is not a dip in tea at all. <gasps> it's why just have a dip if when the alternative is you can add sour cream and guacamole to nachos with a delicious mix of cheese, beans, and if desired, special meats and make. Uh... A- um, because oh, spice, a... spiced meat. So special meats is something different. Um, spiced meats special and then make a whole meal meat. of it. Because like like the salted tortilla chips and dip is just like the best kind of like you're like you you feel like garbage have a have a nice like morale boosting snack. Whereas, you're thinking like, low effort. I'm thinking low effort. Yeah, you I know. Get that. It's like whereas like having like a proper like nacho burrito bowl is just like effort. You know. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Fair. I mean, fair enough. If that's their choice, that's cool. If they um, can be bothered to to make it, then great. But I I can't, <laughs> and I don't like half the ingredients because I am. An idiot. Their question. Yes. If the lightly salted tortilla chip is the vanilla of crisps, what it is, not, is the vanilla of 40k's Grimdark Future? The vanilla of fascism? Um, <laughs> d- d- are we just talking in general? Do we mean factions? Yeah. Uh, in general. Well, I mean, I guess... I would say fascism. <laughs> because that's just kind I of like... I assume factions. The... Background. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they the want us to say old is more, it is more, It's less specific. I'd say more totalitarianism is more um, accurate um, if we're talking about a more generalised theme. Yeah, no, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But no, um, I mean, you want us to say ultramarines, don't you? Um, no, see, that's that was would have been my answer. But then there's a follow up question, which is which faction is 40k's coleslaw? And I think that one is definitely ultramarines. It depends no, on No, because I fucking hate coleslaw, whereas, like, actually in the books, like, some categorization of the Ultramarines is pretty cool. Like, that, like, like they just, like, play, like, loads of, like, war scenarios. And uh, actually, the Ultramarines yeah. are generally pretty cool, but it's just, they're just presented as they're the presented default They're so presented as often. the default, and people yeah. don't like the default, so. <laughs> I'm going to keep saying bad things about them, and then you two are going to keep saying, <laughs> vaguely defending them like that. <laughs> well, no, no, it's just because it's kind of like a meme to hate on them, and I understand where that comes from, but also, ugh, I can't be asked, you know? <laughs> we, we, yeah. we, we are in 40k spheres online a lot more than you are, so... Yeah, you, know. you, you are literally, yeah. you're, you're, you're fucking poking a bullet wound here. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've seen this battlefield before. <laughs> no was, one wins. I was born on the battlefield, raised <laughs> on the battlefield. The sound of gunshots, angry redditors, and people hating <laughs> sp- female space marines were my lullabies. 
<laughs> I mean, straight up the uh, the the like most generic, most 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 like um, standard thing is just Space Marines in general. Just Space Marines in yeah. general because they're just dudes that are chonky and like half the fucking like different armies you can play as Space Marines. I think it's actually close to a third, but you know, it's still for saying it's one particular thing. It's one army functionally, just yeah. with different variants. It's yeah. a, it takes up a lot. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, but Coles, I guess it depends on what people mean by coleslaw. Like me personally, I can't stand coleslaw, so um, I would be the faction. Coleslaw is just a garbage. Yeah. whatever the fuck it is. It would be the faction that I dislike the most, and I I I, I can't say I dislike any of them to like any kind of strong uh, you know what I would say if a Primark was coleslaw it would be Petarabo because he's a piece of shit and I hate him <laughs> you do not like Petarabo he's a fucking dick I hate him <laughs> uh, yeah I, I guess if I had stinky to pick, butt man if I had to pick my least favourite he's like faction? a butthole stuffed full mm. of coleslaw I'm trying to think what my least favorite faction even is because like, I used to be up. like it used to be like kind of Eldar because I just didn't care about Eldar. But I've actually like had an Eldar army since, and like I kind well, of like they them. have kind of elaborated on them a lot. Not really. It's just, I've learned about them more. Okay. <laughs> this is I, I, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like one that I actually don't like. Like there's lots of like. I really don't like, like about half of the Mechanicus armies, but the other half is like one of my favourite looking. So that's fair. I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure that. About. Yeah, not sure if that calls into coleslaw. Yeah, hmm. coleslaw is hmm. whatever you want it to be, and it's usually awful. I something like nerg, something nurgly. <laughs> no, don't don't besmirch Papa Nurgle with. I know, I'm not. Coleslaw is amazing. You sick. It's just quite slimy. Yeah. I guess if I had to pick one, I guess if I had to pick one, maybe like Chaos Demons, purely because they're they're a, a they're fantasy kind of army there. as well. So they're I've, uh, not I a special, know, not a special, mm. but also they guess. Uh, but even then, I don't I don't dislike them. Okay, you know uh, what? Wib can't decide because yeah. of who he is as a person. I think so. it's because there's like there's positive aspects to like all of the model lines. So even if I don't particularly like the lore or whatever, like there's some model lines where I'm like, no, that's really cool. Like mm-hmm. like I. I like I, I, like uh, for the sake of argument, like if I was like, oh god, I don't like Tau, but I'm like, but oh, but like the Far Side Enclaves are really cool, and like the the Crisis suits are rad as shit. So like, you know, like there's always something. Even though I actually kind of like Tau, but you know. All right, <laughs> let's move on from this very difficult to answer serious question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dean. Hello, Dean. So, following on from our discussion about the relative powers and biologies of of Clangers and Wombles. Oh, God. <laughs> Please, could you ask Snipe and Web their opinions on the combat effectiveness of the bottle army from Button Moon? The um, fuck is that? I don't the, think I ever watched Button Moon. I'm vaguely aware it exists. Button Moon is a thing? It was It was a kid's show. Uh, wasn't it stop motion? I've not thought about it um, for See, that has like made me decades. think of button quails. And how cute button quails are. Everyone, take a moment, pause the podcast, and Google button quail. Yeah, there you go. There's, there's, that, uh, is, that is horror. They, okay. had a, they had a baked bean spaceship. What? Yeah, it's a baked bean tin. Uh, oh. Okay, so based on that alone, and the fact that they apparently have a, um, well, their captain is called Captain Large, how do you think, <laughs> how, how do you think they'd fare in combat effectiveness? Okay, so horrifically bad, like so, they would be so bad for their they would opponents. Be exterminatus immediately. No, no, these these are monsters. No, because because they're monsters. Yeah, no. they, would, they would look at it and go, okay, their leader is Captain Large. We need to fucking like virus bomb this planet immediately. Yeah, but the thing is, like his uh, his his nickname is War Crimes. 
Oh, um, Captain Captain War, war Crimes, Crimes Large. Because of all the large war crimes he you commits. You see, if if my last name was Large, I'd change my middle name to At. <laughs> I, I can't do that. Though. <laughs> yeah. right. um, do you get it? But yes, no. These these are monsters, and um, only only look at, in look the f- at those dead eyes. Yeah. Look at those dead eyes. They, that they would kill you and feel nothing. Yeah, you don't want to get into a fight with the button moon cast. No, no, they fuck you, fuck you up, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I need to stop looking at this. It's it's, it's horror. horror. It's horror. All right. It's body horror. Moving on. Uh, oh, I have to have very, for, for, for legal reasons, I very quickly have to mention that Grok's boxes are the best. Um, yes. Let's just move on from that. Um, Grok's, in okay. unrelated news, Grok's said that their choice for lightly salted tortilla chips dips would be either a mild salsa or a small bowl of chili con carne. Oh. And they also quickly want to mention fuck guacamole. Thank you, Grok's. <laughs> Thank you. Grok is gross. It's like someone looked at an avocado and went, hmm, this is disgusting. How can we make it worse? What would it look um, like if I fucked it? Yeah. If I, if I, <laughs> what, what, what would it look like if I, if I practiced my anal kegels on it? I don't know if that's a thing. Um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> my right. anal floor muscles with an avocado trying to crack Mo- that stone. Mo- 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 Moving on. on. Tidders. Fa- favourite dip for lightly salted tortilla LSTC? I need, I need to th- find a quicker way of saying lightly salted tortilla chips. Just say lightly salted anyway, tortilla chips. It just rolls they're, off they're, the tongue like lightly fav- salted tortilla chips. Their, their favourite dip for nachos is, a, um, comp- is any because they're a complete sauce slot. Fair. All fair. the sources. Um, questions for Wib. Oh, I see how it is, Tids. All right. Yeah. Yeah. How, well, I mean, okay, fine. Question for you both, but I'm fairly sure we can, everyone can guess the answers from, for you tonight. Okay. Have you ever heard of the 1973 American-Canadian sci-fi show, The Star Lost? What? <laughs> I have not. The name created, does... created by Harlan Ellison. Okay, the name does oh, sound fuck. a little familiar, um, but I didn't... Uh, yeah, okay, I shall check that out. The Star Lost, you said? I'll write that down. The Star Lost, yeah. Okay. I shall, I shall look that up, because um, Harlan Ellison is always an... Very interesting, if not... Yeah, he's an interesting writer. Yes. I think that's... Mm. that's Very uh, polite that's way. The, uh, that's the way I shall put this. Yeah. <laughs> Can't Ooh, believe right. Titters didn't ask me a question. Wow, Titters, I see how it is. Well, I mean, I guess you could answer that one, but I assume the answer is just no. <laughs> uh, yes, actually. Um, I actually have a The Star Lost tattoo that I don't show off very often. You used to run a website off of Angel Fire? I did, I did. And I used uh, that, that like, fucking Skull Fire gif that, like, you know, that made everyone know that when they came to my The Star Lost fan page, which was the best fan page on the internet... Around the, like, you know, circa 2005, I'll have you fucking know. I made £25 in Google ad revenue over, the, the oh, over like, two years. So it was a pretty big fucking deal. Not to take my own horn. I can't believe you're stealing my story. <laughs> when, I, when I actually, like, the first time I ever got paid on the internet was for ad revenue off a Dawn of War website yeah. that I ran that got like 25 quid of Google ad revenue. And it I was spent... 50, actually. Was it 50? Yeah. It 50. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was 50 because the payout was 50 uh, at the time. Uh, and, and yeah, uh, I spent it to go and watch the band Streetlight Manifesto at Junction 7 in Nottingham. Oh. Shock horror. So, yeah, that... So, yeah, fuck you, titters. That's, that's how much I'm into the star loss. <laughs> 
Good. Nineteen seventy three um, Canadian American sci fi written by Alan Ellison. <laughs> yeah, you've Duh. learned more about it than I have so far. So Yeah. Well done. Mm. Alright. Next up. Oh, are you ready actually all joking aside, a um serious political question. Oh Jesus, okay. Oh, right. Are you, are you yeah. ready? Put your hats on. Um hats. Charlie Char- Charlie asks, Hi, What's Charlie. your opinion, if you're willing to give it, on the police crime sentencing and courts bill? Fucking shit! Oh god, yeah. mate. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole big bag of wank. You're not is allowed to protest anymore, that, like, and you're not allowed to, you know, if you're a traveller, fuck you. Apparently, that's you know, that's just that the thing, and it's it's just ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ugh. Let's not dwell. It's a big bag of wank. It's um, fucking terrible, and um, <laughs> it's fucking awful, and it is a <sighs> it is a flagrant and horrifying display of how totalitarianist like ideas and um like individuals are just able to do what the fuck they really want and it's it's frightening and it makes me worry for the future mm. of this fucking turf island and i hate it and yeah um i'm if they ban protesting then i'm probably gonna have a big criminal record because i'm gonna keep <laughs> doing it because it is my fucking right and yeah it's a big pile of wank yeah and speaking of big pile of pile of wang, you know, um, the follow up question tr- oh. was: um, Have we seen the TV, the show? Have we seen the TV show on Netflix, Snowpiercer? And I have not, but the film's a big pile of wank. <laughs> <laughs> Just to link okay. the two things. Okay, I have not. I've heard the the uh, series is pretty good. I've heard. Yeah. Um, I do yeah, mean it's it's on my ever expanding list of shit that I should watch, but just don't because I'm. Well, I just don't for some reason. Because anxiety, I think. I don't know. Well, you know, it's when someone recommends you watch something, uh, you have to, like, you have to put it off for at least a year. It's like, you know, people tell me... Are you talking about me specifically? No, I'm talking about everyone. Like, how I was told to watch The Expanse for years, and instead I was watching, like, fucking Blake 7. Like a nerd. All right. Moving on, a few more. Mm -hmm. Seppel Crave Grown. So... The famous passage from Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating, and it, and it gets, gets everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely stupid, but also possibly like the only true thing from that film. <laughs> so the question is, what is a statement you've heard that is both completely, utterly stupid, but also completely, utterly true? Oh, how long you got, oh. honey? I mean, what did I? what have I said today? <laughs> Um, yeah, most of what you say, actually no, not most of what you say isn't um, completely and utterly true, is it? Let's, um, um yeah. I think you'll find it is, actually. Oh my god, getting fucking um, attacked. I oh, that's that that's a question that I need a bit of a run up for to. to... <laughs> uh, something that is utterly and completely like ridiculous, but it's true. Uh, capitalism. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it exists, and we all have to deal with it. The fact, and this 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 helps humanize my heroes and people like I kind of put on a pedestal. Um, no matter, like, like, imagine the most fucking hottest person you've ever encountered. Like, seriously, the 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 most attractive. If if you know you you have any like romantic or sexual attraction, I'm not going to assume that you do. Um, and they're like the most beautiful, most funny and talented, and so incredibly sexy person in the world. They have at one point had explosive diarrhea, and that helps me sleep at night, knowing that they are human too. So that sounds very silly, but it's pretty legit, actually. 
Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just remember, you meet your heroes, they've probably shat themselves at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so one-up them and assert dominance by doing it at the meeting. Don't do that. No. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> bake them a shit cake. No, just don't do sh- that. No, no, bake them a cake. Actually, no, buy them a cake. <laughs> And then just write they, what, shit on the fucking thing. Yeah, here's here's a quick thing. If you ever meet anyone, don't uh, make don't don't make homemade goods because they won't eat it. Because this, I literally have seen YouTubers eat pins and shit. So it's like it's just safer if you don't do that. If you want to take somebody something, get them a sealed box of chocolates or something like that. Because then they'll feel safe because they don't know you, and they probably really like Maltesers. So. Don't and probably don't write shit on something they're going to consume. <laughs> Maybe throw not. It at them. <laughs> throw yeah. it at them. She probably right. fucking overarms that cake, <laughs> and it makes a comedy <laughs> noise as it hits the fucking kitchen good. counter. Good. Well, since you, since you had your diarrhea saying, and no one else can seem to think of anything, I think that's just <laughs> the answer to that question. Don't say yeah. it like that. It's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent question, but it's not one that we could. It's hard to think of at the time. I think. Yeah. Um. You might think of it later. Oh, every um, seven years, we have a new skeleton. So if you have a t-shirt that's ten years old, that's that's older than your current skeleton. Citation uh, needed. No, no, it's it's like your body replaces like everything, like you know, every like between every seven and ten years. So, yeah. I mean, I do it manually, but that's because I like the rush. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Um, oh, P- P.S. You're not, you're not going to like this. Oh. P.S. What? I enjoy eating my lightly salted tortilla chips with some freshly made guacamole. That's okay. I'll defend them, but I don't think you I will. don't hold it against you too much. Okay. Um, Gecko Nox. Dip Hello. Choice. M&S Smoky Chipotle. Chipotle? Chipotle. Chipotle. M&S Smoky Chipotle Salsa Sounds a bit bougie But it's only a quid Pronounce it like Aristotle Sentinent sentinent hair Moving on Sentinent hair What? Sentient Sentient hair Moving on What the fuck are you talking about? It's the next question I'm I'm scanning it I've lost it Oh you are drunk I'm pushing over One of the Mispronunciations The sentient hair if orcs started using cryptocurrency, oh, fuck would it off. would it would it be called Bitcoin? Because because teeth. God, I hope not. <laughs> I hope they'd all like the moment they were like it started getting into crypto. I hope that they just all die, just immediately. They just all die, and crypto would fucking. Die and also for them. the orcs too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck cryptocurrency. I, I hate, hate it, it so much. I saw someone describe it. Like, anyth- anytime someone says, like, the, a- any fucking time anything comes up to do with a blockchain, it is the most fucking... Aside from the ecological fucking nonsense, like, like mm. horrific ecological cost. Money is fake. Some money is faker than others. Just money being fake anyway. Like, it's just so fucking tedious. And it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> I hate it so much. I think... I heard the best description, which was like, like crypto is just MLMs for boys, basically. Yeah, they're it's all... a bunch of tricks. You're all being tricked. It's a scam. I mean, NFTs are just the most transparent scam. Oh yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to get into that because yeah, I've had to unfollow some really good artists for falling victim to that oh, fucking yeah. scam. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. 
All right, on a related note, but unrelated. So moving to real, real currency. If orcs stopped using teeth, what would they use as their next currency? Twerking. Uh, <laughs> that kind of checks out. <laughs> uh, legit, I'd probably think like, like kind of tech, like scrap. Also, um, oh, they they kind of they wouldn't have like um, uh, currency. They'd have more like a trading kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, but but because they're orcs, they'd be unsophisticated. So just having a huge chunk of scrap would probably work. Mm. Yeah, probably. Yeah, just, yeah, some, like, no. nut, just some like nuts and bolts and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was a sensible. No, that answer, was a really sensible. It? I mean, to be fair, I think I've given out all the stupid answers. Mm. So you know, we've only got sensible ones left. Next well, question. Well, on that on that note, with only sensible answers left, and apparently I can't pronounce anything anymore. That is the end of the questions, which is oh, probably good. To be yeah. fair, drama Matt, that was unbelievably cute. <laughs> and I would never seriously take the piss out of Chip- you for having trouble Chipotle? pronouncing something. But Chipotle sounds like pretentious. It is. It's spelled isn't Chipotle. Chipotle. Isn't Chipotle the one that just it, it like it sells a lot of like Mexican kind of like uh, like Spanish kind of themed food? But it's the it's it's kind of like it's as Spanish as like you know fucking like oh, what are they called like something panda. In America, I don't. Basically, know. it's it's not. It's 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 like you know how the English created chicken tikka masala. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like. Wait, no. No, I don't think I don't think that example was going to be a good mm, one. No, basically, it's a big fake Spanish restaurant, and everything. And they and they did a recent makeover crossover with ELF or Elf or Eyes, Lips, and Face. Uh, they had a, an eyeshadow palette that looked like the self-service fucking buffet thing. Yeah. So they had, like, Wait, green, what, which what, was guacamole. What? What are you talking about? A makeup? The M&S slash... Smoky Chipotle Salsa had a makeup line. <laughs> no. <laughs> Chipotle is, is an American restaurant that sells, oh, like... It's, oh, I mean, in this context, it's just the flavor, not, not the American okay. restaurant chain, okay. I think. But yeah, and Chipotle had okay. a makeup crossover with Elf, a very affordable. Like they do some really good, like um, uh, like eyeshadow palettes. And this one is not one of them. I've seen it used, and it looks very blotchy. But yeah, and they literally just have the the colors of like relish and guacamole and stuff. But it's an eyeshadow palette because we live in the end times, and nothing has to make sense anymore. Exactly. Hmm. So yeah. That was fun. What did you just call it? Chipootle? Chipootle is actually just a jalapeno, apparently. A chipootle? A a smoke-dried jalapeno. I hate jalapenos, but I love the term chipootle. Chipootle. That sounds like, I'm going to get in my car and chipootle on over to your house. Chipootle, chipootle, chipootle. That's that's Chipotle's new uh, new theme (laughs) thing. Yeah. Pails, motherfuckers. (laughs) Chipootle. I'm really glad that I was talking about the flavour and not the restaurant. I'm glad about that. Yeah, yeah. This episode's got a bit off the rails, hasn't it? Oh, yeah. Bedtime for everyone. Yeah, we should all just go lie down in dark rooms. Yeah. Okay. Think about what we've done. Okay, well, thank you, everybody who sent questions. And my question today is if you, like, what is. The weirdest eyeshadow palette crossover that you would like to see, because that's definitely approaching our that's, audience. That's very, very much appealing to our demographic. You know I what I do? I have mine would be the Aldi like damaged tins aisle. 
So I, you'd have like the, you know the gross ass yellow stickers they put on things for like reduced. Yeah. I'd have that like that to color, and then it'd be called reduced. I I do one that is based on whatever the current uh, Games Workshop painting set is. So they have Ooh. all the gross names of oh. the paints. <laughs> oh yes, let me just uh, I put on my Reichland flesh here. <laughs> And I'm going to line my eyes with Abaddon Black. Oh, and I'm like also, that. I'm feeling a bit kind of fun, so I'm going to highlight with Postule Pit. I don't know what, you know. With, with Nurgle's Rot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. Drum about, what about you? I don't know. It'd have to match whatever ridiculous jumper I was wearing at the time, I suppose. So, so like, the dad cardigan crossover. <laughs> yeah. The crossover, it'd be a crossover with, I don't know, like... You get a lot of them second-hand, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, who buys new clothes? Yeah, and I was, I was questioning you, because I, I was sure that's what you did, but I, I didn't want to just say it and, and not, <laughs> you know. Um, so it could be like, I don't know, like the col- the colours of charity shops. I don't know. That sounds worse than I mean it. <laughs> that sounds really... I don't. That sounds offensive, but I don't know to whom. Yeah, I think it's... Yeah. Like, I don't mean it like no, that. No, 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 no. It would be, it would be, it would be. Because as long as it doesn't smell like that one that was in uh, the place we used to live that always smelt of, like, slightly off gravy. Yeah, what oh, was up with that one? Specific it's... smell. Oh, it's because it had, like, a little cafe attached to it that always smelled, like, slightly off gravy, so the whole uh. charity shop smelled like that. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, you, you call it something like, you know, cardigan couture. <laughs> That's brilliant. Don't fucking, st- I'm patenting that shit. Yeah, you but yeah. Anyway, thank you, everybody, and we hope you have. Uh, we hope you've had a good bunny day if you celebrate the chalky bunny day. And um, oh, yeah, it's easy today, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah have fun, forgot. everybody, and don't forget to stay hydrated, you fantastic bitches. We love you. Bye bye. Goodbye. Bye.